Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Beans. Oh, hello. I'm not used to going first. Um, my name's Beans. I'm a tortoiseshell tabaxi. I'm a level five rogue monk multi-class, and um, I'm sort of training to be a lawyer. Been off for a little bit, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how things get on. Um, shall we? Doctor Crud the Third. I am a fifth level cleric. I am a Luxodon, standing about eight feet tall. Five feet wide. Uh, I wear blue jeans, a white button-down shirt with a red tie, and a lab coat that has chainmail interlinked into it. And Tornin. Hello, I am a wood elf ranger. I wear leather armor with a large bow on my back, dark brown hair, and uh, about five eight. You are all stepping off the train onto the receiving platform of the famous tourist destination, the hot spring town of Para. It is the year 49594, but you knew that already. Dr. Crud III and Beans, you have come here for a reunion vacation with your old friend from the fire-breathing kittens, Tornin. Your mobile clinic carriage is not present for this adventure. This is just a vacation. It's been a year since Beans and Dr. Crud III left the fire-breathing kittens. What have all of you been up to in that year? Well, it's mostly been, um, <laughs> been. It's mostly been, <laughs> um, traveling around and seeing some sights. Um, Dr. Crud has been, um, well, we finished teaching me to read, haven't we? We, we passed that milestone some time back. And, um, yeah, just seeing some sights, um, cause there's a lot we couldn't do, you know, as, part of the guild and you know we had a real bad time of it so we thought we'd just um go and enjoy ourselves for a bit right yeah absolutely we are already also doing the uh the immersive therapy for your fear of water and i think we're getting close to that oh no not i thought i got out of that dr crud throws water on you It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm teaching him to ice skate, so I think it's <laughs> it's fair. Uh, all right. Uh, Tornin just shakes his head. This is why I don't. Uh, and just mumble, grumbles at himself. This is why. I, uh, this is why I left the guild. Uh, and mumbles to himself. This is why I left the guild. Uh, just as just aside, I'm gonna lean over towards Crud and go, um, now just remind me, how do I know him again? Um, who is he? I, I think he had something to do with the guild. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever. I don't know. It's been well over a year. <laughs> the players immediately reject my suggestion for a friendly reunion. <laughs> I look at Crud Junior. Uh, I believe I saw you. We did an investigation in a in a desert town. Well, uh, first of all, I, I am not Doc Crud Junior. I'm Doctor Crud the Third. Crud the Third. Sorry, I'm not that. Yeah, Crud the Third. Sorry. Yes. And it's funny that you're correcting people about names. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We we spent that night in the jail cell, and uh, I insulted the, uh, the, the 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 sheriff. And that's and, the one. Oh, yeah, be beans. He's cool. Don't even worry about him. He's cool. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he might have been the one I we we called the police on after you know bribing an officer, but I think that was someone else. Yeah, that was somebody else. And just keep keep him away from the suppositories. <laughs> that got excarted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why it's an inside joke for the three of us. Great, good for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast good. listeners, the X card system is one in which if anyone isn't comfortable with something, you hold up your X card and it gets cut from the podcast and you move on. And it never happened. It never happened, Doctor Card the Third. And we recommend that you have a similar. Respect for boundaries for your fellow players at home. Okay, there we go. All right, I'm stepping back into my roles as the DM and not as the organizer. Keep going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe I should just move you guys along. All right, along the way for your adventures, whatever you were doing for that year, which was um, a lot of vacation, it sounds like, you found yourself 300 gold richer. Everyone, please add 300 gold to your character sheets. Oh, yeah. Gladly. Uh, Krauts, can you hold mine? My fur does not have pockets. Absolutely, I will. You just let me know when you want it back, and it'll be all yours. Okay, um, just, yeah, take take that all, uh, uh, you know, and, and my poncho, you know, only has the one pocket, and that's got a very fish-stained storybook in there. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah. You put the fish in the storybook in the same pocket? <laughs> I've only got one pocket. <laughs> He uses the fish as the bookmark. <laughs> oh, that's a much better idea. <laughs> uh, the three of you meet up in the train station of Para. The two former guild members are familiar with this town, having stopped here for a while about a year ago when you were on your way out of Nikamui. Tornin stands on the train platform with the others, looking around the extravagant station. This is your first time here in this particular spa resort town, Tornin. Everyone, please roll a perception check. I would love to. Fail at that. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't disappoint. Eight. Seventeen. Twenty-four. Would you look at that? For the eight and for the seventeen, there are... Banners proclaiming that this is the town of Parai and listing many attractions. There's colors all around. There's a tourist kiosk. There's everything. So you are just overwhelmed. You're like, there's so much stuff here that I can't even... It's overwhelmingly mentally. But for beans, amidst the overwhelming mental stimuli of the colorful and elaborate decorations hanging from the ceiling, your mind focuses upon a dusty, slightly dirty tourist reception kiosk. Hey, look, um, this part of town is severely overrun with bad... Sorry, I'm... Um, words. No. Words. Help, crud. No. My words. No. Uh, uh, open open your book. See if you can find your, your word in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Lactobacillus casei. Does that help? No. <laughs> milk? Cheese? Oh, milk. Who said milk? <laughs> that was God. Sorry. God loves cheese. Uh, it's the milk god. Lactus. Uh, uh, so what I'm getting here is you want milk. Okay, let's go find you some milk. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Is there a milk bar anywhere? 
Maybe we should go past this um, rundown kiosk because I get a feeling the universe will get mad if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do whatever you want. This is your adventure. Uh, oh. All right, let's go by. Let, let, let's go look at your your kiosk that uh, that you found. You want to see if the door works? I mean, is there a door to a kiosk? No, there's not. So the tourist reception kiosk is not staffed. A metal security window cover has been lowered across the service window. It's as if there used to be someone on duty here who isn't here anymore. There is a rack with pamphlets advertising the Fessenden Hot Spring Resort. A rack that looks like it used to hold flowers for sale now also holds pamphlets for something called Geomaras. The pamphlets show seasonal attractions, including a haunted house, winter wonderland, Easter egg hunt, and corn maze. Perception check? Natural one? Uh, I got a ten. Six. (laughs) Tornin, you're the only one who hears this. You hear a disappointed sigh from behind you. A man is comforting a small child and a teenager. There, there. It'll be okay. I know there weren't fairies at the spa like I promised, but that's okay. We still had fun today, right? The teenager looks at him skeptically. Fun? (laughs) The man gestures at the rack of pamphlets. What about Geomara's? Does an egg hunt sound good? The child looks egg-sighted, but the teenager rolls their eyes. Let's just go home. The man lifts the small child in his arms and sighs tiredly. All right. He says, and they start heading back towards the train platform. Uh, excuse me, uh, family, unit, parental, and two kiddos? You didn't hear them. I didn't hear you. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, sir. What's wrong? <laughs> the man carrying the child on his waist, like a sack of flour, says, Oh, well, we expected there to be fairies at the spa. But there weren't. Fair. Uh, you're talking about the little winged things or the boat? Ah, yeah, the little, you know, like three inches tall, pink, float in the air lazily. Yeah. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. This place was famous for it, but I guess they're gone. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were here last time, weren't they? Yes, by the way. Oh, cool. Beans has seen them. I do remember something. It's amazing. <laughs> It was bound to happen eventually. Well, that's something else we've been working on, is your memory retention. And, Who said that? You know, that, me, Dr. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ah, oh, you're a laugh. Yeah, you see, less naps equals longer memory retention. It's been working. What? <laughs> Tell Man, a here cat we go. not to take naps. So anyway, this like kiosk thing, Claudine, it hasn't come up over the last year, but if it doesn't have a door, do I still have to knock? Well, no, you don't. Ooh. Well, I don't know what you would kick in. So if we take the door off, then I can just go in. But there's no door. I, I, would, I don't even know how to get in. Maybe through the window? You want to try to go through the window? Oh, no, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm just asking, you know, theoretically. Oh, uh, I guess theoretically you'd go through the window. Nope. Or maybe you just lift the entire thing up, put it over your head, and back down. <laughs> okay, maybe this is something for later. You know, the milk bar calls, but... Oh, Tarnan was talking to somebody. I mean, it's kind of weird, the fairies, uh... Yeah, the fairies. I heard something about fairies. 
Yeah, this place was supposed to have fairies, but they're not there anymore. They were there the last time we were here. Yeah, they be they were here last time. Do you reckon they've been like driven out or something, or you know they've been like offered a good job somewhere, and they've all just moved out, or they've formed a traveling circus? Maybe it's that, or um, or maybe they've been eaten by that giant worm I was talking about for that last year. Um, yeah, we still haven't found that. Oh no, no. Um, well, I got I got some friends to do. So I got a I got a nice drawing of it. Um, haven't come across it again, but um. It's still there. The truth is out there. And also worms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, we, we haven't found it yet. We have been putting up copies of that picture just to see if anybody's seen it. And uh, we haven't gotten any hits yet. Oh, Tarnan, have you seen this worm? And Dr. Credit will show him the picture. Sorry? I don't think I have. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep looking. How about we go to the spa now? Yeah, maybe a spa. You mean water? Ooh. Oh, okay. And Dr. Cred splashes him. <laughs> Wait, do you keep getting that? <laughs> I do not. I do not understand you two's relationship. <laughs> There's so much water. Tornin just raises an eyebrow at this. Yeah, I think the spa is definitely going to be a good location. So we agree and okay. we do it. Fine, fine. I'm just let me just turn my poncho inside out to the waterproof side. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys head to the hot spring. Yep. The Fessenden Hot Spring Resort looks like a large beige hotel with a red terracotta roof with ornate landscaping surrounded by lush green mountain tops. There is a big turnaround in the front designed to allow even the most luxurious stretch carriages or mobile clinics, to fit between the ornamental garden beds. Perception check? A crud. Just a a third. It's big enough for you for once. Hallelujah. Universe, I got a ten. (laughs) Twenty-one. Crit fail. I am so distracted because my cart is not here. I'm sorry. Your cart is too broken. I had to leave it out. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's too broken yeah so it has a little universe inside that can heal anyone with its own private hospital <laughs> yeah <laughs> say what <laughs> yes that's right it has a extra dimensional hospital inside it <laughs> yeah anyway so Tornin you were the most perceptive it must be that you're a ranger and you really appreciate these ornamental bushes how nature has been displayed as the art here you like that So you're looking in the bushes very carefully, and you see, although it looks a little weather-beaten, a prominent sign says, Chapel service open to all, every day, 10 a.m. to noon, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., etc., every two hours afterwards. Visitors welcome. The address on the sign places it just a few blocks away from where you are now. Um, What time (laughs) of the day is it? It's 9.30 a.m. So half hour until the service. Okay. All right. I point out the sign to the other two. Okay. Um. So what, half an hour nap? Or like, um, this is mean fairies? Or or we could always do, go back. Do the fairies do the, do the ceremony? Is that it? Have they moved to like um, marriage stuff? 
I don't know. Or maybe we can come back in two and a half hours as well. It's every two hours. So. We we should get checked in so we can get our rooms at the very least before we start exploring. I can agree to that. To the check-in desk. <laughs> they walk into the hot spring resort. The front lobby is a large, empty room. There are a few statues of pink fairies posed for children to climb on, and walls painted with fairy bodies with a cutout where the head is so you can stick your face there and make it look like you're the fairy. It's pretty empty in this room apart from you, and there are doors at the other end of this lobby. Dr. Crud tries to get his face in the hole, but it just it's way too small. Oh, like your trunk pokes through? <laughs> that's pretty much it. Just the trunk comes through. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. A fairy with an elephant trunk <laughs> tentacle face? <laughs> I, I don't think uh, this is made for, you know, people of my presence. <laughs> Maybe we should complain to someone. I'm sure they've probably got like a bigger thing around here. Oh, yeah. I, hey, you could practice your social skills with strangers and doing that. Maybe that's not the best idea. Let's let's work on the water thing first, shall we? Dr. Crud splashes him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Alright, is there a front desk? There are doors <laughs> at the other end of this lobby. Alright, I move over to the front desk and... Um, there there's, not, there's not a front desk. There, it's a big empty square room with okay. some fairy statues and, you know, photo opportunities around the room. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So this isn't a ho- this is not the main hotel lobby. This is just a. Uh, this is yeah. a lobby. Yeah, yeah. It's the okay. mud room. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty glad this place is empty because it looks as though there'd be like people dressed up to take like paintings with you, and I can't handle that. They'd be like, oh, come over for a painting. And I'd be like, no, I don't want to go for a painting. They'd be like, no, come on, it'll be fun. It's never fun. That's why every painting we have of you is you just curled up in a ball sleeping. Wait, what? You'd be taking paintings of me. (laughs) (laughs) That was before, you know, our our, our ear separation. Every time you you, you slept in in, in the guild hall. People would always paint you. You didn't know that? Well, no, I was asleep. <laughs> and again, less sleep, more memory retention. Wait, did everyone know about this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? That explains the comments I was getting. <sighs> I think we're going to break the DM before the episode's over. I was like walking down the road and people were like, "Oh, I love you," in in the the the, the posters. And I was like, "What posters?" And they're like, "The posters over there." And I didn't want to look at them because they, you know, they seemed a bit pushy. That explains it. Uh, Sorry, I've I've been thrown for a loop here. Ah, uh, don't worry. You'll take a nap. And you'll forget all about it. Forget about what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the next room. I think we're trying to check in, so I guess we're, I'll head into the next room of the lobby. Okay, so Tornin opens the door at the other end of the room, right? Like, sorry, didn't expect any of that. Um, so. <laughs> Tornin is just shaking his head and ignoring the other two, because this is... Uh... 
Right. So he opens the door. Well, okay. All right. Well, re- remember, these are the two in the middle of combat saying, no, you will wait and let us finish our banter. <laughs> okay. All right. You are now walking through a gift shop. Fairy plushies, fairy coffee mugs, teacups, wine glasses, fairy sunglasses, a pair of fairy-themed wedding rings for 100 gold. You're surrounded by merchandise. At the end of the aisle, you see another large lobby area with a ticket counter. Okay. Are you quite sure we haven't come in the exit? Because, like, you know, we just gone through the photo opportunity. I mean, picture opportunity. I'm not sure what a photo is. What was that word about? And then we've gone through the gift shop. It's like, usually that's the stuff on the way out, right? Have we done this backwards? Possibly. Or whatever. You, you, you may have a point there. Yeah, I mean, we've been to a lot of, like, touristy places over the last year. Pretty much all this stuff is always on the way out, so maybe we should be walking backwards so we're still doing it right. (laughs) Dr. Crud will do an about-face and start walking backwards towards the the desk. Please make a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) With the way I've been rolling? Absolutely. That is a... Oh, it's a minus one of that, so that's going to be a 16. Oh, nice. 16 is pretty high. You do not knock over the fairy coffee mugs. Can I change that to a one? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, surely surely you could choose to fail a saving throw. I, I could have. I could have. I, I got to remember that. Choose to fail. Tornin spins around and proceeds to, with a 24 to do a, mo- a moonwalk out of the... <laughs> <laughs> nice. He moonwalks into the main lobby. You are now in front of a place where you can buy tickets. The sign overhead says that it will be five gold each to enter the Fessenden Hot Spring Resort for one day. A sign used to say rooms are one gold to rent for the night, but it looks like that's been covered up and removed. Like, used to be there, no longer available. Another sign advertises the Fessenden Bar, so this is replaced, looks like the hotel business wasn't as profitable as the bar, where there is a drink special right now, buy one, get two free. A human with long, light brown hair and a name tag that says Curry waits behind the counter. Curry is non-binary, uses she-her pronouns, and prefers to wear dresses at work. She seems very shy, but says, Welcome to Fessenden Hot Springs Resort. Would you like a day pass and a map? Ah, right, Beans, this is all on you. You got this, buddy. I what? believe in you. What? Your interpersonal communication. I... Go on. Okay, okay, okay. I woke up and go... Meow. Sorry, wrong language. Um, Roll a persuasion check um... and let's see how cute that was. <laughs> <laughs> is that really necessary? Yes. Okay, well, I got a, I got a 13, but I've got a plus zero to all the charisma things, so it's more cute than not. Yes, it is above 10. She finds your meow adorable. Cool. Cool beans. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, okay, Um. so we want one, two, five tickets. Five tickets? Right? Three, 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 three. Three, okay, uh, yeah, always get those mixed up. Um, three tickets. Do we need three maps? No, I don't think we do. No, so oh, we got a ranger. No, okay, no maps. We'll be fine. <laughs> that works too. We've been here before. We know our way around. 
Yeah, your, yeah, your preferred terrain is spa, isn't it? Yeah, three <laughs> tickets. How much gold do you slide across the counter? Uh, crowds, um, could you pass some gold? Sorry, I've only got fish. Oh, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. And, uh, Dr. Crow will take, uh, how much was it? One gold? Five gold for the ticket for uh, person. One gold. Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Crud will take five out of his share, five out of Bean's share, and slide that across for two of the tickets. And I put five on the counter as well. Curry slides over three tickets and says, here is a map of the resort and gives you one map because you said not three. This map has all of the different types of hot springs labeled. Along with the naked and the bathing suit areas, there is also a green tea basin, a collagen basin, and a coffee basin. There are times on the map next to each basin, announcing when they add buckets of the named liquid. Curry adds, we can also do the bucket events on request, seeming a bit nervous. Insight check? (laughs) Oh, I am on fire today. Oh. Well, I, actually, with the plus six, that actually bumps it up quite a bit to 16. Mm, that's a 17. Okay, I got a 10. Tornin and Dr. Crud Third can both tell she bites her lips and furrows her brows. Something is making her anxious. Oh, what's the matter there, sweetheart? I, I, I'm a doctor. I could tell something's upsetting you. you. You could let me know. You can tell me. I will help you. Here, come here for a big old hug, and he hugs her. Oh no! Oh no! She she's embraced by this five foot wide, eight foot tall elephant man, and she gets very nervous. And she says, "I I'm sorry. Don't mind me. Please enjoy your day. We don't get enough guests as it is. Please don't let my flaws ruin your spa day. Please have a good time and come back. Please." What's wrong, ma'am? Helping you is my good time, sweetheart. Let me help you. Tell me what's wrong. Tell Doctor Crud. Can I can I do a, a new persuasion? Sure. With the stroking of her hair with the trunk. Yep, you're touching a random person. Yep. Try to calm her down. Yep, this is going to need a persuasion check for sure. <laughs> okay, well, that is my best roll of the day. 18 plus 6 is that number? 24. 24. 24. You're lucky you're so persuasive touching random people. <laughs> <laughs> she starts crying and... Oh. Actually, it's 26. It's plus 8, not 6. I was looking at my insight. Gotcha. Same result. She starts crying. <laughs> and you can tell that she's just, she's had a really hard time recently. Like, she's not normally this anxious. But something about the way that she's enveloped in your giant elephant arms makes her let it all go. And she's like balls on you and your shoulder gets all gross. And she's like, I don't know if this job is going to last for very much longer. Like there's been no tourists and I, what am I going to do without a job? This is the only employer in town. I would have to move. I would have to leave like everybody I know and go to another place for a job. It's really stressful. And I I think it's going to close down. (sighs) Is this because of the, the missing fairies? Yeah. What happened here? Where'd the fairies go? I don't know where they went. About a year ago, they just all left. Baines, did you eat them? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I mean, you you gave me some weird milk that one night, but I think that was okay. I think I just, you know, I can't process milk very well, okay? It was, was it, was it skimmed or what? 
Yeah, I tried skim milk for you because I knew it, it did your belly wrong. I mean, that's just weird. Like, just give me like fish juice or something. But I mean, and this, this, it's neither here nor there. I mean, you know, we're past that, you know, with grown as people. And I've learned to check the label of whatever you give me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what happened? Uh, so we, we we have covered the fact that you did not eat them. So we need to f- let's see where where this leads. Do you know where the fairies went? I don't know. Yeah, she said that twice now. Um, did any of them like leave any contact details? <laughs> you know, ju- just as a try. She laughs and then blows a big snot bubble into Doctor Crud the Third's shoulder. Uh, point of order, uh, I doubt she's eight feet tall, so it's probably more his hip. Oh, yeah, she's human looking, so she's probably not eight <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go, go on, go on. So, so, so that's a no, is it? On, the, on the, like, the contact details thing? Oh, no, that's a no. <laughs> oh, okay. Just, I was just, you know, thinking out loud. Maybe some, sometimes when you move away, you, you know, you leave the new people, um, your contact details. Did they get any like post or anything, um, in the meantime? No. You know, any anything that you're not strictly allowed to open. Oh no. All right, I motioned to the other two. Are there any legends of where they came from? Maybe they went back there. So how did they arrive? Where did they come from in the first place? They had been here for like 20 years i motioned to the other two over oh yes you guys want to solve this one i mean it probably can help this place out a little if we figured out where the fairies went well yeah this this little this little sweetheart right here that's just draining her nose into my in my my hip she we we cannot let her go homeless or foodless or 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 anything like that we we need to help this poor sweetheart yeah i mean if things get any worse Crud might keep hugging her. <laughs> That's right. You are still hugging her. I don't think she can breathe. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you going to let her go? Eventually. Okay. I'm going to take a peek at the map and memorize it with my outsider skills. Outlander skills. And, uh, all right. What are the, uh, what's in this area? A other than green tea basin? I mean, other than a... the, uh, other than the... Uh, springs. Is there anything inter- in this area other than the main springs that would be a place where we could search for the fairies? Are you asking, like, for DM answer, what are your locations for this game? Because I feel comfortable telling you that information, but I also can let you know that it's in the story itself. Like, there have been okay. two other locations named other than the hot springs. Like, I can tell you. Do you want me to tell you? I, sure. I never know what you guys... Well, I know that there's also a bar and a uh, chapel. Yes. It was in the story. I was paying attention. Yay. I mean, I, I I was paying attention too, but I play a character who's very much not with it. So I purged that information from my memory to stay more in character. <laughs> that was just good role playing. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. That's my excuse and I'm sticking with it. I, well, I know a bartenders, they usually have the, 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 the rumors and the scuttlebutts. So we can go get, uh, go get a little sauce and talk to him. Oh, yeah, let's go get some milk. You want to come with us, sweetie? She says, sorry, the bar isn't open until, um, like, 
I'm the bartender, so I'd have to, like, switch over from this desk to that one. Give me, like, half an hour. Oh, okay. You got it. So I'm picturing her covered in snot and, like, her face all puffy and red. And so, like, she can go bartend, but she personally feels... Un- she needs to reapply her makeup. Yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and, and cue right here. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll cue right here outside the door and wait for you, sweetie. Go ahead. Okay. She, she fixes her face. <laughs> Dr. Crud stands in line. Okay. So you're going to the bar and it is about like, what, noon at most? Right? Like there, you can't. It's vacation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the bar is opening <laughs> at noon. <laughs> okay. The bar is empty except for a blonde elf. If he were a human, you'd say he was in his late teens or early 20s. Maybe like 22. The bartender comes and this is, you recognize her, this is Curry, and clears three empty glasses from in front of him. Greetings, brother. Oh yeah, you're an elf too. Hey. All right, well then for you, he says, Hans, you? Tornin. Tornin. I have to admit it, I'm a failed poet. What are you, Tornin? I'm just uh, a, a, an adventurer, more. Uh, I guess the term would be uh, better apt to say. Tornin switches to Elvish. Nice. This conversation is not understood by, I don't know, cat people. Do you understand Elvish and elephant people? Elvish? I understand, yeah. <gasps> he speaks <laughs> But Tornin doesn't know that. <gasps> Dr. Card the Third? I do not. No. <laughs> I mean, but I, I got a question. Could I have learned it over the year? Maybe Beans and I both learned it together? Correspondence courses? If you had said that you had, sure. But you didn't. Can't. You can't blame me for trying. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just like the <laughs> dynamic that you don't understand. Beans is assumed not to understand, but does. And then Tornin doesn't know that either of them can understand. It's perfect. Okay. So, what do you say to him in Elvish, Tornin, which you think no one else can understand but you and him? So, how bad of it is? How bad are you at poetry? He slaps a notebook on the bar counter and then slaps it down again, like he's hurting it, and then stops and looks at it drunk. Do you want to hear some of his poems? Uh, if he's as bad as he's claiming he is, not particularly. I have prepared. I have prepared poems, though. Okay. Okay, all right, so then Elvish, you hear. So runst thou after that which flies from thee, I will not praise that purpose not to sell, and made myself a motley to the view, anon permit the basest clouds to ride, lifts up his burning head, each under eye, and I by this will be a gainer too, for I am shamed by that which I bring forth, the humble as the proudest sail doth bear, I hate she altered with an end, or made them swear against the thing they see. Tornin, are you sure you speak Elvish? Because it didn't make a lot of sense to you. Are you sure you're spe- we're speaking the same language here? <laughs> uh, he slaps the notebook again, like shut, and says, My poems are no good. No one wants to buy my book. My parents were right. I'm a failure. I couldn't make it as a poet. He raises a finger at the bartender, Curry. You all recognize Curry from the front desk. She rolls her eyes at him, but starts preparing him another drink. With her back turned, he mumbles drunkenly to himself, his head sinking lower and lower until it rests on the counter. The elf, Hans, shakes his head and straightens. If only the Oriades hadn't gone away. 
The oh, the what? He hiccups. The Oriades. If the Oriades hadn't left, then the tourists would still flock here, and there'd still be enough extra money to pay me to work the train station kiosk. He tries to say something else, but slurs his words. His head dips, but he wakes up. Suddenly, he proclaims, I don't feel so good. The elf stands up, staggers one step towards the bathroom, but then collapses on the floor. Curry, the bartender, raises an eyebrow and says, Hey, Hans. You may be the boss's son, but you can't sleep here. Tornin? You're his friend. Please take him outside, would you? Please? He lives just down the street. All right. I'll help, an, I'll help a fellow elf out. By the way, what, uh, which type of elf is he? The same type of elf as you. What a fellow wood elf. Fine by me. <laughs> hey, crud. You got anything on you for, uh... A hangover, because I think this guy's going to need it. Dr. Crud opens his little black bag, pulls out a vial, sniffs it. That might work. Okay. Do I... Does he drink it, or does he, uh... Well... Yes, it goes down his gullet. All right. Thank you very much. I'm going to take my friend here to his house, and then I'll come back. See if you can find out any information. Hey, Crud. Uh, yes, yes. What? What? I thought you were leaving. Yeah, I just realized I can't. I'm having a little difficulty carrying this guy by myself. Uh, you seem like a pretty strong fella. Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> oh no, Crud! You give yourself too little credit. You're really strong. You can lift. Um, um, that. Um, what was it called? Um, the. That whale we found that one time. You lifted that right above your head. Was that a whale? Well, no, that I didn't a, have to make a strength was... check. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think you do now. <laughs> it's just a guy's legs. I think you'll be okay. Oh, just grab him by his legs? Okay. <laughs> Dr. Crub will grab, uh, grab his left leg and just start dragging. I grab him, I grab him <laughs> by the armpits and uh, hoist him off the ground while Crud is holding the other end. <laughs> Beans, you want to grab this other leg? Hang on, I'm just going to make sure that um, no, like, um, personal documents or identification or any of um, plot items fall <laughs> out of his uh, pockets. And I would like to make... Uh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go right ahead. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink, wink. See, see we've um, <laughs> developed this uh, language that only we can understand over the last year. And it's uh, heavy winks <laughs> all the time. And and the winks are also verbalized. <laughs> yeah, we have to say wink, wink, just in case, like, we're in the dark. <laughs> so I would like to make a sleight of paw check to see if there are any uh, funky plot items uh, hidden in his pockets. Uh, so that's a 23. With a 23, you find 50 gold and a book of bad poetry. Hmm. Do we need any of this? Because here's some gold. That's yes. probably enough. Um, I'll keep hold of uh, the book and see if I can. Oh, yeah. Stinks in more than one way. Just put that in my fish pocket. Make a perception check. If you're taking his gold, make a perception. Whoever just took his gold, make a perception check. Okay. Okay, I got in that 20. What do you want with that? My character... 
you see my character trying to grab the ba- the bag of coins, uh, but my character's trying to give the elf back his money, but doesn't succeed. No, it's what we call a tip. Anyway, let's face it, you know, poets are all broke anyway. We're just helping him with his ambitions. Uh, fine. My, my character... All right, my character... Dry, uh, I guess we take this guy back to his house, which is a couple of houses, buildings down. Okay. It's been about three hours since you entered the bar, so it's now 3 p.m. Okay. You guys probably drank something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I assume beans drink milk, yeah. (laughs) Uh. My tummy's not feeling so good. Dr. Crud does write out a receipt for the 50 gold in Tornan's name and puts it in the guy's pocket before they leave him. Great. Okay. All right. Carrying him, you make amazingly slow progress, and it is 4 p.m. before you exit this hotel and spa. Like, you guys have been carrying him, and he's, like, he needed some cleanup. (laughs) He made a mess (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) So, and it is 5 p.m. by the time you are walking down the street with him. And you're passing houses. It's it's laborious. You guys have definitely earned your 50 gold. Wow, this is amazingly slow, isn't it? I wish we had that, um, what was it you had, the crud? Um, that, that was it, a, a meat cart or something? What was it you had? Pretty close. <laughs> you mean my hosp- my mobile clinic? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, the meat cart. Uh, the one with the living meat in. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I... I- I see. I see where you went there with that, and you know what? That's that's fine. We will call it now from now on the meat wagon. <laughs> it's pretty close. That would have been so much quicker. Yeah. All right. Uh, all, right. all right. Now, what do we do? Hans drunkenly points around the street. Maybe he didn't live so far away. Passing a chapel, you all stop in front of a stately gray house. It's 5 p.m. Bushes with pretty pink flowers line a path up to the front door. He starts to crawl up to the house, up the front walk, past the bushes. What do you do? I'm going to help him up and then bang on the door. But but what if he's trying to show us something? What if it's some, what if there's a, like a giant worm in? The, no, no beans get away from the worm thing. It's it's bean. It's gone. It's not funny anymore. Um. <laughs> Beans, he knocked. You know what comes next. Oh, yeah, yeah, kick down the door. Kick down the door. <laughs> kick down the door. Are you kicking down the door? I mean, I'm asking Tornin to because, you know, he's already... He knocked. He's, he's knocked, so he's got to break in. Those are the rules. <laughs> no, my character is just knocking on the door. An eight-foot-tall black exoskeleton monster looking like the xenomorph from the movie Alien, opens the door. It says to the elf, Hans, honey. Okay, uh, yeah, we're bringing, uh, although I'm a little shaken by the... The self-assured drunk elf man staggers past the eight-foot-tall monster and into the house. The tall, black, exoskeleton xenomorph turns its head in surprise from you to the man who walked past it into the house. Its jaw drops, and you see a second set of jaws inside its mouth. Giona? Hans Gakita! It calls into the house. The drunken Hans crawls into the living room and passes out on the couch. A second xenomorph appears at the top of the stairs. 
It joins the first at its side, and they say something to each other you don't understand. Then they both turn to face you, clearly confused. Insight check? Uh-oh. I'm so glad not to be the tallest guy on, around right now. 24. 15. 3. He's in the wrong house, isn't he? Everyone but Dr. Crud Third can tell. Although exoskeletons are hard to read the emotions of, you suspect this might not be Hans's house. I mean, they seem to know him. Like, you know, it's close enough, right? <laughs> no. I'm glad we were able to bring you home, Hans. You 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 go ahead and get um, yourself right in the head, okay? I'm going to I'm going to collect up Hans and uh sorry for bothering you folks. I think he told he's uh, made it sound like this was his house. Uh okay. Um Wow. <laughs> Ask them about the fairies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say, too. Ask them about the fairies. I'll come back to that later. I'll keep an eye. I'll remember this house. But uh, no, All right, I will. Uh, excuse me, madam. Uh, have you seen any fairies? Do you know where the fairies went? What, what's the deal with the fairies? Fairies. One xenomorph points to its nose and says, Basil. The other points to its nose and says, Giona. And then they kind of like hand gesture at you. Beans. <laughs> Tornin. Dr. Crud the third. Okay. Basil leads the way into the kitchen nook where there's a table with chairs that you all can sit down at and talk. Uh, generously, the black exoskeleton creature gestures for you to have a bowl of fruit. Don't mind if I do. Hey, guys, I think they know something because they invited us in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, but, but what's what's all this? Like, like, what's this? Is this what vegetable? Uh, no fruit. This is called an apple. This over here's a pear, and this is a banana. I mean, I know what an apple is, Crud. I'm not a total cretin, but, but like, th no, this one it looks like it? it's. Is this like a a a, a bumble fruit? Don't these explode? I, I don't know. Try it. Find out. I'd rather not, if I'm honest, but um, just just be careful of that one. I pick up the pear. Pear. Only one you can't just have one of. You know, pear. <laughs> oh, I wish they could understand your jokes, but instead, Giona says, Hans wa taksan sake o nomisugimashita ka? Oh. <laughs> Everyone do a perception check. Is there any chance they're speaking gnomish? They're not speaking gnomish. <laughs> it's a shame. Why couldn't I have taken comprehend languages? Well, uh, 13. It's not my role, my worst role of the day. 18. Uh, 19. Oh yeah, you all pass. Bean sees a drawing on the wall. This is a very artfully decorated house, showing a spa with pink fairies floating in the air above the hot spring water basin. Tornin, you see a drawing with a vast field of bushes of pink flowers. History check? Oh, well, I, with how well I've been rolling today, I, it had to happen. Uh, that's a three. Yeah, you've probably seen those flowers somewhere before. You don't know. And Dr. Cred the Third, you see a drawing of the chapel next door. Tall white arches and multi-story stained glass windows rise up to a beautiful blue sky. 
The pink fairies are very abundant and lazily float in the air. The main doors are open, and you catch a glimpse of well-lit pews inside with flowering plants growing symbiotically on them. Tourists wander around, pointing at the fairies, admiring the scene, and a flower stall labeled Geomaras is also shown. For you all, the room is very cozy and you find yourself surprisingly comfortable. Although you can't understand what they're saying, you understand that they probably are going to take care of Hans. Tornin, did you feed him that potion? No, I make sure before I leave to feed him what... Uh... Okay, so you haven't yet you haven't yet fed him the potion. No. Okay, all right. So, so they seem very welcoming. They hand you a pair of pears and an apple and their house is very beautifully decorated. They seem like nice people. They look like the xenomorphs from the movie Alien. Yes. But legally distinct. But legally distinct. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I am very familiar with that movie. <laughs> okay. So they definitely know about the fairies. That's, that's, that's good. That's stage one. Um, <laughs> stage two, um, maybe just go next door. Maybe, you know, is it like that, that picture of the, the, why, I mean, why do they have like a, your picture of the building next door. That's kind of weird. Do they not have windows? Hey, see if you can wake up Hans for a minute. See if he can speak their language. Maybe do a little back and forth communication while he's drunk. Because that will always work out well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not used to saying this, but maybe we're overthinking this. Should we just, you know, wander next door, see what's what? And then maybe if there's a fish bar... Or something we can get a bite to eat because I'm getting a bit peckish. I'm going to bite into the pear. It's delicious. Dr. Crowd's going to take what looks like the bumble fruit and <laughs> drop it on the floor accidentally. <laughs> it only looked like a bumble fruit. It was actually a rambutan. That's good. I'm glad you didn't <laughs> blow up their kitchen. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. Well, thank you for your hospitality. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I can't tell whether what they might be. I'm not gonna gonna use a thank you for because well, you know, morphs aren't exactly known for. Well. <laughs> Anyways, well, let's go check the chapel. There's a picture on the wall with all these fairies around the chapel. It seems to be like the main conjugation. Maybe they're like buried in a crypt or something. You hear a sound from the living room that Hans has passed out on the couch of. It sounds like he's making a mess. Not my problem. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I don't want to tidy that up. <laughs> he's decorating the floor. <laughs> I oh I I uh <laughs> shoved the potion down his throat. Oh, okay, wait. So you went in the room. This is yes. the first time that So you you've been in the room before, but okay. So um with the potion he stops decorating the floor and then uh, you see that it's a spacious living room and well-decorated. Framed art hangs above the couch he's passed out on. This drawing is of the house you're in, but zoomed out. The most eye-catching part is a zen garden in the backyard. The rocks have been arranged into a beautiful design. It's so intricate that it looks like it could be a rune or something. Hundreds, hundreds of fairies congregate above the pebble designs. Oh, we're not going to leave just yet. First, I'm going to force this guy to take the potion... He takes the potion, he stops decorating the floor. And then we're going to the backyard. What? What's What's through that, Turnin? It, it sounds messy. <laughs> you don't want to go in there. Yeah, you definitely don't want to go in there. Okay. 
Tornin comes out pinching the his nose and yeah, um, it's not pleasant. But I think did, we want to check out the backyard. Did Did you give him that flagon of water that I gave you to give him? That was water. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, I did. But well, uh, yeah, he's gonna be dehydrated after all that mead. He's gonna not wake up with a with a migraine now. Fair, but um, uh, I just saw a rather interesting painting of the backyard, and I want to check it out real quick before we leave. Wait, you want to check out the painting? No, the actual backyard. But but it was a just a painting, right? Yeah, but if it's accurate, I got a fe- I got a feeling it might have to be a hint, a hint for the this mystery, the fairy mystery. So, uh, come on. I mean, what do you, what do you think, Cruds? Um, well, I think that's in the opposite direction of all the sick on the floor. So let's go. I mean, is it is it possible, like, if there's like a fence or something, you can just like stick your head over it and have a look? Uh, oh yeah, I'm taller than any fence. May we see your backyard? I ask the xenomorphs. Ah, dozo, dozo, and they give you some more pears and show you to the front door. Okay, I'll take that as a no. All right. So, all right. I get the message. We're going to have to get... Uh, th- uh, thank you for taking care of uh, Hans here. We'll we'll leave you alone. I think they want us to leave. All right. <laughs> Before you bring another drunk person to vomit in their living room. <laughs> yes. Um, so, okay. So I exit the house. Does Beans get in the Beans pocket to go through the living room before leaving, or does he stay out? Does he walk? Um, I think I think I can manage to walk this this cut these few meters. I think I'll be okay. Um, uh, I'm just thinking of his reaction to have it, of the sick on the floor. Oh, it's okay. I've, I've got. I can just like you. You know, just 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 cover my nose. It'll be okay. <laughs> Ah, that was just the option for you, just in case. No, 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 I appreciate it. Um, we'll, we'll save that for later, shall we? Um, there's quite a lot of gold in there. I don't want to start oh, jangling How dark is it outside right now? It's 5 p.m. You guys spent, like, three hours in the bar and two hours getting a drunk person here carrying him yourself. And now we know where to bring the next drunk person, just in case. <laughs> yes, how dark is it outside currently? It's still light. Let's wait a couple hours. I want to wait. I'm going to check out that backyard, but I'll wait for nightfall. Want to go over to the chapel? Okay. Uh, why do you want to wait till nightfall? We can just like take a gander, as long as we don't trespass. I don't think they want us to. I don't think they want us in the uh, backyard. So I want to go when I have the best chance of not being seen. Oh. I mean, they they look very friendly. Maybe. You know, is it possible they just didn't understand you? Because, you know, that's how we got all these pears. <laughs> I think they understood me just fine. Tordon thinks these are the bad guys. So so why why the pears? Well, you know, you give, you give people stuff and they don't think you're the bad guy. When you don't give them stuff, you think, you think they're the good guy. So that's that's why. Okay, I trust your judgment. Um, I mean, oh, here's an idea. If we want to just take a look at the the garden, why don't you just, like, throw me up? I can have a look from the sky. Uh, yeah, you can. I can just lift you up with my trunk. 
Yeah, that works. Oh, we've done that before. All right, go ahead then. Yes. We all, while we're walking to the chapel, we'll go walk right next, right next to the fence as we're walking to the chapel. We'll make it not obvious. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, stealthily climb up on the eight foot tall elephant's trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Please do a stealth check. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> 26. Your little cat ears peek above the fence. You get a little peek. He's 14 feet in the air. And then all of you appears above the fence. (laughs) (laughs) But you're behind some trees and they don't see you. They're also in the living room tending to the (laughs) sick person. So they don't see you. Okay. All right. Beans, you see the backyard is level, fully fenced, and has a large concrete stamped patio with a seating area. There's a pergola for some shade and also a retractable awning. There's also a flat pebbled area, an expanse of uniformly scattered pebbles. A few weeds poke through it. Seems like a nice backyard. You could definitely have a party back here, and everyone would be comfortable. Oh, no. Seems like a good party zone, guys. Um, What am I looking for, exactly? A zen garden. A, w- a what? A rock, a, a rock and sand garden in a specific pattern it looked okay uh, none of that here uh does that you know mean anything i think it attracted the fairies if they paved over it oh then that's probably a bad thing right when they paved over the pattern i think it looked like sort of like a rune oh oh well share we don't know we are not in your head we need you to communicate if the magic if the magic rune that was attracting the fairies got removed, the fairies no longer are attracted to what is to the magic pattern, they leave. Thus no fairies. Okay. So we just make a new rune. Yeah. Do you remember what it looked like? I can rem- remember maps. Paintings are a completely different thing. It's a- well, uh, next drunk guy we bring over here, you can ask him to borrow the painting. Yeah, yeah, let's just go get another drunk person. <laughs> oh, it's too bad I don't anyway, understand. While, while we mull that over, should we just, you know, go over to the, the chapel, see if there's anything fun? Sure. I'm Once again, I'm my, my tummy is starting to rumble a bit, so maybe they've got some food or some fish or some milk or some... Um, nom, nom. What were those things we had the other day? Um, was it, um, oh, prawn crackers? They were good. Okay, I'm thinking about food now. Um, yes, you're making me think of food. Should we go to the chapel then? I, I'm, I'm fairly confident they'll have something. Maybe. Wine of crackers? Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Let's go have a look. But just so you know, you might have to join the religion to get some. <laughs> Well, it it won't be the first religion I've joined to go get some food. It won't be the last. So let's just... And off we go. Next door to the large, stately-looking gray home, probably the largest, most expensive home in Pará, the chapel is a beautiful building like out of a fairy tale. Tall white arches and multi-story stained glass windows rise up to a beautiful blue sky. Stained glass scenes depict pretty pink fairies lazily floating in the air. The main doors are open, and you catch a glimpse of pews inside with flowering plants growing symbiotically on them. Okay. 
Dr. Uh, Crud will walk into the the chapel and and say, Baines here wants to uh, join your religion to get some food. <laughs> okay, uh, you walk inside. Some of the flowering plants growing on the pews have dried out. They are but brown husks of their former selves. It's dusty, as if someone isn't tending this chapel like there should be. And there are only a few people inside. Perception check? Uh, back to my good rolls. Okay, go. Uh, 18. Would I be able to use my sense of smell for this check? Yes. You're detecting flowers. Good. That roll changed from a 4 to a 19, so that'll be 22. I also got to 22. Look at you guys all being so perceptive. Unfortunately, not everybody is. An orc kneels at one of the pews. She moves her hand ceremonially across her forehead and chest and then stands up. We miss you, Arme. She turns around and, not expecting there to be anybody behind her, walks right into you. She bumps off of beans. Meow. My goodness! I'm so sorry, y'all! Tourists! It's become rare to see you all around town. What brings you here today? We're exploring the... Fi- beans is hungry, so he wants to join your religion. Well, well no, 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 let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I want the, f- you know, I'm, my, my tummy's making a rumbly noise. Um, you know, I, I, I would, you know, join a religion if it would give me food, but if you can give me food without the religion, then that works too. I'm afraid I can't convert you to this religion. You see, our priest, unfortunately, has joined the Lord recently. I see. We are here investigating the disappearance of the fairies. Investigating? With, with who? Who are you? Former adventurers yeah. who are just, I guess you could say we're a little too uh, inquisitive for our own good, but still. Okay. Curiosity killed the cat. No, I'm just kidding. What? Um, what? <laughs> she didn't say that. She didn't no, say don't that. Don't kill beans. In, don't you kill in beans. Uh-uh. wasn't uh-uh. said. It was me, the DM. I just, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she says, adventurers, y'all wouldn't happen to know Rain Cloud, Tanager, and Mooses, yep. would you? What names ring a bell? Tanager, yeah. Tanager, yes, yes. I've worked with Tanager a few times. Yeah, Tanager's great. I don't know Rain Cloud, but. Are, are you saying he took the fairies? Well, he might have. I don't know. I met them about a year ago. That was about the same time that the fairies left. Hmm. Oh, quick question. Uh, hello, Beans here. Um, hello, I'm waving. Ow. I, hi- yeah. I hit my ear. She waves back at you, but you guys are within handshaking distance, so it's awkward. I don't know that. <laughs> um, I- I- I've got a list of um, um, planning permission records here. When did... I just want to check some details with you. And Beans is quite obviously just holding up his own paw... I've got these details here. Um, when about did um, next door the, the the lovely people next door? Uh, when did they um, redo their back garden? When they moved in about a year ago. You know, I met them through Tanager and Mooses and Raincloud. They visited my farm back when my main crop was Picnic's flowers for the Oriades and helped me meet Basil and Giona there. Silly me, I had thought they were monsters who wanted to eat my chickens, or maybe me. She hand waves, like how silly of her to think that the exoskeleton-clad creatures she had glimpsed in the trees behind her house had sinister intent. Anyway, it was thanks to Raincloud, Tanager, and Muses 
that I had advance notice to switch crops. They knew something that the fairies were going to stop hanging around here, and they gave me heads up not to grow the picksnip anymore. I grew flowers for the pixies, you see. Similar to catnip, she nods at beans, but for pixies. Picksnip, I called it. Made them kind of happily drunk or something. They loved it. Anyway, if you see Moose's Tanager or Raincloud, please thank them for giving me that advice. Growing the flowers would have been pointless after the pixies stopped hanging out in, here in Para. Wait, so our buddies in the fire-breathing kittens stopped the pixies from... Oh. Are you... How did they get rid of them? I wish I knew, but I don't. Well, uh, we were just discussing this earlier, actually, and it turns out turning this thing here... um. He thought there's maybe um, there was like this rune in the back garden of the people next door. And maybe that, you know, if they, you know, um, disturbed it or, you know, dug it up for whatever they were doing. It looks like a really good party zone, to be perfectly honest with you. But um, <laughs> he was thinking maybe they, you know, if they paved over it, then maybe it would cancel out the magic. And that was why the, the pixies, fairies, whatever you want to call them, left. That is possible. They moved into that house one year ago. And so the pixies left a year ago. They moved into the house a year ago. They redid the back garden a year ago. Can, can, yeah. can, you, finish the, can you finish the equation here? Yeah, I'm doing this. I've already solved that. I've already pretty much got that equation. No, no, I know, I know you have, Tonin. I know you have. You're a very smart cookie. I'm just waiting to see whether our um, friendly neighborhoods... <laughs> Whatever she is, um, has figured it out. Because I'm not clever, and even I know what's going on here. Maybe there's something in the water that makes these people stupid. I mean, what are you asking of her? Like, she runs the local tourist attraction now. She's quite wealthy from that. Like, she, you know, I mean, are you asking her... What what do you want, like, from her? I think at this point, Bean's... Like is so thrilled with understanding what's going on that he thinks <laughs> that this person does not know what's going on, and he's trying to you know, have some semblance of intelligence over someone else for the first time in his life. Why, darling, I do think you are correct. Yay! That explains everything. You're <sighs> such a smart kitty. So all that's left is go back over there dig up their backyard to find the rune and expose it again. Well, why would you want to do that? I think we just need to make a new... To bring the fairies back. Now, if those fairies are back, they're going to play pranks on everybody. They're going to, like, push water glasses off of shelves, and they were constantly Why oh, do getting... that. I do that. <laughs> it's really fun. And Curry wouldn't go poor, go hungry, and have to move away. Do you speak their language? No. Do you? No, that's... Do you know anybody who does so we can have a translator? Well, they've become close with Hans. Who's passed out drunk in his own sick on their floor. Oh, Hans, that's so like him. <laughs> you know, he's had a hard time since his parents sold that house. They moved away to Jishope and they left him here to be a poet. He's not a good poet. Yeah, we noticed. So wait, right. his folks are in... That's why he thought that was his house. Because they sold it to him. Yeah, I think he thought that was going to be his one day. He's in Jishope. Wow. So he's his folks are in Jishope. Okay. 
Yeah, they own the Fessenden Spa. Have you guys been there to the Hot Springs Resort? It's lovely. I mean, it could be better. I mean, they didn't even have a milk room. What's up with that? They do. They do have. They have a collagen bath. Do, is that milk? No, but it's white. I mean, I think. Do you want to bathe in the milk? Between, yeah. <laughs> we could have that happen. Anyways, oh, just so. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just upsets his tummy, so as long as he doesn't ingest it, it's fine. Anyway, Yeah, but it really, really smooths out my skin and makes my fur go shiny. <laughs> the, the, fa- <laughs> the fairies here seem to have brought people to this location. I mean, having the fairies back would attract... Uh, well, sure, that would probably help my tourist business. I could have more people in the corn maze this summer. What a great idea. All you fire-breathing kittens are so helpful. That's what we've been saying. Uh. Honestly. So the only person that can communicate with them is the guy that's passed out in his own sick on their living room floor. So I guess uh, what we need to do is just uh, wait wait until morning when he recovers without a migraine because we gave him that water and uh, do communication between... Us and the big bite-sized guys and get them to dig up their backyard or expose that rune again. But what if we recreated the rune and not in their backyard? Well, we could try that, too. I mean, maybe they just destroyed the rune. We'd have to anyway. We need more information about it. Plus, we need that painting so we know what the rune looks like. I'll take care of that. You guys find... Are you going to rob them? No, I'm not going to rob him. I will. <laughs> wow. No, I'm not going to rob him. We need to find some somewhere for you two to stay for the night. I'll just find a tree. I'm, I asked the orc if there's anywhere to get to sleep for the night. Yeah, I could probably stay at the Fessenden's Hot Spring Resort. I think they have rooms for rent. I thought, but they were close. Their rooms were not. The, the were. It seemed they were shut. The rooms were shut down. Oh, you'd know more than me about it. Okay. I mean, it'll be fine. fine. I right. mean, if if worse if worse comes to the worst, we go get drunk, then we come back here, and the people next door can let us in. Seems to be the pattern. They know. They let him in because they know him. And they know us now. Uh, I don't think we should risk that one. Yeah. We introduced ourselves. I'm on board with that one. Yeah, it would be fine. Although I did have an idea when this um, lady was talking about whatever it was she was talking about. I did have an idea on the rune front because I remember someone saying like a little while ago that the fairies had been here for like 20 years before they left, right? So if we can find like um, like building like documents or something from like the town hall or whatever... Maybe there's details of the person who put the rune in in the first place. We go find them. They can make another one. Ipso facto, mission completo. Ta-da, well done, Beans. I like it. Interesting. Absolutely well done, Beans. Yes, that's... All right. Well, we can try that too. Alternatively, we could just go get drunk. (laughs) And you're saying that near Giomara. So she says, oh yeah, the former owner of that house was... Sylvan and Sonia Fessenden, and their son Hans. Oh. What, like from like 20 years ago? Yeah. Okay. And they're not here. 
They sold that house last year and moved to Jishope. That's where I heard it from. Do you by any chance have the original blueprints that we can look at? I mean, this person might not. I know I'm just a neighborhood farmer. Turned tourist (laughs) attraction runner. I thought that was a little bit too much to ask. I mean, they might have them next door. I'm sure if you asked Basil and Giona, they would show you around their house. They're very kind. We tried to get them to show us the backyard, but they told us to leave. They basically told us to get out. Did they understand you? I mean, they gave us pears. I'm I'm not sure if, you know... I mean, we've been through this, you know. Yep. Communication is a is a, you know a, a thing in the flux between um, compatriots. But um, I'm still not entirely convinced that the giving of pears means get out. <laughs> yeah, you see, and, and Beams has a point. He knows his stuff because this is what he's currently working on. Other than you know the fear of water, crud splashes him. Yeah, I've, I've been working on a lot of trespassing cases recently, and like not a lot of them involve giving pears. <laughs> There's maybe three that did, but I think that was like a fruit farm thing. So it sounds to me like we need to go get drunk and go back over to their house and go and hang out there. Yeah, maybe if we got drunk, we'd understand them better. Hans seems to understand them, and he was like, oh, wasted out of his mind. Maybe they speak drunk. And it is, it is buy one, get two free. Oh, yeah. So it won't take much. Very true. Do they have eggnog? That's milky, right? Yeah, it's white. Should we go back to the spa? I mean, you know, our tickets do run out. Oh, what if we take Hans with us and we take him to the sauna and that's how he gets sober? Would that help? Would that just make things worse? It might help. But do we have another two hours? Maybe not. All right, let's head back to the spa, I guess. Yeah, also, they may not want him there because he'd just be drunk again. He'll He'll turn up. You know, drunk people can do amazing things when they really put their mind to it. He might already be back at the bar. Yeah, he he might have managed to get there already. Yeah. If you guys tell me what you're doing, I will to the bar. tell you what. Okay, all right. You're back at the bar. So you head to the Fesadens Hot Spring Resort, and you find yourself back at the bar. There's very few people drinking here. It looks kind of like a ghost town. And there's your friend, Curry, the bartender. She asks you, did Hans get home all right? Uh, he, he got to a home. A home? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, We're well, um, it's a long story. Beans walks off. Okay, I guess you head to where? Don't know. It's it. Okay, do you want to go to the spa? <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> just, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> I don't think we know what we're doing. <laughs> we're ordering drinks. Okay, Dr. Hood III has three drinks for the price of one. You're a little tipsy. All right, I'm getting drunk. It's your turn, Beans. And Torin, you need to get drunk, too. These two need a room for the night. Uh, They look like the signs of the... Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand your relationship. (laughs) Especially if they keep on drinking like this. We're going to go to the mansion and pass out on their front, uh, in their living room next to Han, Hans. That's how we're getting in. And then, you know, you could do your painting, stealing stuff. It's a foolproof plan. 
<laughs> and it's some place to sleep. We've done it like <laughs> twice before. It's fine. And, uh, yeah, it works. And you can poke around the backyard, too, while everybody's asleep looking for that room. All three of you are drunk. I never said I was going to steal a painting, That's... so don't... Uh, yeah. All right, we're drunk now. Let's go Let's go to the house and go to sleep. You find your way back to 519 Supo Lane. Well, this is... This is... Great drunk cat. Okay. <laughs> what time of the day is it right now? It's 8 p.m. Yep, you guys got real drunk real fast. <laughs> We're really lightweights. And then you didn't have to carry <laughs> well, anyone, so you just walked here. Oh. You just chugged three drinks and walked here. Great. <laughs> 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 Dr. Card the Third knocked on the door, so an eight-foot-tall black exoskeleton monster looking like the xenomorph from the movie Alien opens the door. It says to you, Uh, Kumbama. Beads. Ah, we're drunk now. Can we sleep? Uh, Basil. Basil comes to the door. <laughs> Basil's like, Jiona, naze, naze kita. Tashitachi no iewa. Can't wait. Wait, 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 wait. We're drunk. We need help. Can you, can you help us? We need to pass out. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, they open their door to you because, I guess, why not? And, um, <laughs> sure, they they show you up to, uh, uh, Basil leads the way upstairs where three guest uh. bedrooms have queen-sized beds. Generously, the black exoskeleton creature <laughs> gestures for you to spend the night with a shrug that communicates without any language. We'll figure this out in the morning. <laughs> I give them a load of pears. Okay. <laughs> they accept your gift and say domo. Oh no, they're ju they're speaking Japanese, aren't they? <laughs> they have been this entire time. Yeah, yeah, was that was that meant to be a mystery? <laughs> uh officially anyone who runs this game in the future as long as you the DM understand the language and your players theoretically don't you guys speak Japanese? No. No, I don't know. I understand domo arigato Mr. Roboto. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that I do understand. Well, as long as you, it's a language that your players don't understand enough, um, then <laughs> it works for Basil and Giona. Okay. Yeah, so you guys all have a bedroom each with a queen-sized bed. And Basil and Giona are like, wow, we moved here. It's a great place. Yep. Not regretting this at all. <laughs> Hans is still sleeping on the couch. Uh, Dr. Crud hands beans at a, a, a bottle of water. Yeah, they've been through this before. They've slept in many strangers' house, stumbling and drunk over the uh, over the year. So they, they've got this down to a science. Hey, uh, do you have my bowl as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right here. Here you go. Oh good, good, good. You know I can't drink out of bottles. What? What am I? Someone with opposable thumbs? No. There, you use your claws. I've watched you do it. It's really yeah, but it's I'm really drunk. Impressive. Like, anyways, right? Wait, that. That just means you need to be drunk more. <laughs> I'm confused. Okay. Um, but it's sleepy time now. Sleepy beans. Beans sleeps well. Good night. I curl up. You find yourself surprisingly comfortable in this bed. 
Do you all go to sleep? Yes. No, I don't go to sleep. I'm going to wait until I don't hear any noises in the house. You don't hear any noises in the house. Okay, I, I'm i going to try to sneak down to where, to where I saw that painting. You stand over the sleeping form oh, of Hans, crap. who has been cleaned by Basil and Giona, and is perfectly clean and is not covered in sick. And above the couch that Squeak. he is reclining... Uh, Pun. Oh, um, okay, yeah, he's gonna make a perception check. He's asleep and drunk. So, what was your stealth check? I step on a loose board with a squeak. Okay, I rolled a one. All right, with a natural one. one. (laughs) Stepping on the loose board scares you, so you jump up in the air and land on Hans. (laughs) (laughs) He awakes with a start, and he goes, huh, what? And then he goes, uh, Tornin? In Elvish. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to go use the restroom, and I woke you up. <laughs> where, where am I? Wait. You kind of uh, got drunk and went into a complete set of strangers' house. <gasps> uh, he looks around, and then he's like, oh, wait, no, this is my home. W- wait, no. Huh? Oh, oh, this is Basil and Giona. Oh, this is Basil and Giona's living room. Uh... Oh, gosh. I've got to stop drinking. Yeah. We kind of crashed here for the night as well, because we didn't have any where else to... We didn't know where else to go, so... They're so nice. I'm simply trying to go to the bathroom, and... Yeah, it's down the hall on the left. Yes. Man, I have got to make it up to Basil and Jonah somehow. They're so nice. Yes. All right. I go... I had because I had said I was going to the bathroom. I was specifically going to go use the bathroom in the house. You do. It's very clean. It has a special soap next to the wash basin that's shaped like a seashell. I know enough not to use the seashell shaped bar of soap. (laughs) I'm going to attempt another stealth check after I get out of the bathroom. Then, okay. When the toilet flushes, it's ridiculously Uh. loud. (laughs) <laughs> so do it with okay. disadvantage <laughs> assuming that you flushed and washed your hands <laughs> do it with disadvantage uh, uh, yes. the best D talks about toilet flushing <laughs> that's, well, that's how we know we've ended up in a good place <laughs> that was not bad you creep stealthily down the hall and you find the drunk man has passed out again yeah, because I, I rolled a 13 and a 14, so it was a, a 19 stealth check. He is so. lightly sleeping. It's hard to sleep after you've had a whole lot to drink, but he's in that like semi-awake state where he's in twilight. All right, so I'm going to look around for the painting. Again, it's above the couch that he's reclining upon. Okay, I'm going to uh, look around to see if I can find a piece of paper or something and something to write with. Yep, there's an office down the hall. It's got paper and pencil. I'm going to I borrow a piece of paper and a pencil, and I sketch down the runes that I see in the painting. You make an exact copy of the rune that you see in the painting. Okay. All right, then I go back to bed. The bed is really cozy, and it smells like there's potpourri somewhere in this room. Then I'm done for the night, so... All right, everybody, you sleep really well. Let's have you all do perception checks. Huh. Yeah, I don't see anything. Five. Fifteen. Beans wakes up first. 
Nat one. Tornin, you're just so tired. <laughs> he stayed up late. Beans, you woke up first. What do you do? I'm paying for all those. Mm, okay. Mm, hello, Beans. Wake up. Wake up. Okay. Okay. Words will stretch. Okay. 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 Okay, Beans, you can do this. You've woken up in a weird house and there's no one to be seen. Okay. It's not the first time we've been through this, so, um, um, okay, check your pockets. Yes, the fish is still there, good fish. Um, okay, there's a window, there's a door. Uh, hang on. Knock, 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 knock. Okay, now I can go through. Um, okay, there's a, there's a hallway here. Um, oh, what was, oh, oh, yes, it's snoring. There must be crud. He always snores in threes. He goes, <laughs> Yes, should I go wake him? No, maybe I should go to the toilet first. Or maybe, maybe, oh, wasn't there something we were going to, yes, I, there was this painting downstairs that we were going to steal, so we could go and steal that now, and no one will be any the wiser. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. Beans heads downstairs. Do a stealth check, Beans. It's eight o'clock in the morning, and the light is a shade of light blue. 21. There is a passed out Hans still asleep on the couch in the living room and you don't see any sign of Basil or Giona. Okay, Beans, we've trained for this. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to talk myself through it because it makes me feel more confident, is I'm going to go and find a piece of paper roughly the size of the painting (laughs) and I'm going to draw a nice picture of myself... (laughs) <laughs> looking apologetic, and I'll just go, sorry for disturbing you, here's a nice picture of me to make it up to you. Then I'm going to take the photo, the picture, out of its frame and replace it with the picture I've drawn so they will not notice, and they will think it's just a nice gift. Do a slight of paw check to let's see how beautiful your handwriting is and your drawing. 24. Wow, you've gotten so good at your letters. Yeah, only like one of them was backwards. Yeah. Did really good. <laughs> but it but it was an I, so it's fine. Success. Okay, I've got I've got the painting. I roll it up and put it in Okay, maybe I should get rid of this fish. <laughs> nah, it'd be fine. I'll put it in. Yeah, I've got the painting. Really you just robbed them? No, I burgled them. There's a legal difference between robbery and burglary. Is there? No one was hurt. Yeah, no one was... Yeah, there is, actually. You know, uh, burglary is like going into a place with, like, like no intention of causing harm and, like, doing it stealthily. And then robbery is like, you know, you know, holding someone up and going, give me the money. Ah. See, but Beans, check this. There's a difference. In the law books, Yes. <laughs> Beans is going to end up a lawyer by the Beans end of this. Beans is a lawyer. Or are you studying to be one? <laughs> well, you know what they say, you know, if you're in trouble, get Beans. <laughs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> Beans. Somebody else. <laughs> Better call Beans. Right. You have the rolled up picture. And they have an apologetic cat Uh-oh. drawing. I think it's an even trade. All right. Hans is asleep on the couch in front of you. He is a 22-year-old 
very wealthy uh, poet. That's officially what he is. Okay, I'm starting to feel sorry for him, so maybe I should just put this book of poetry back. I mean, it's not like it's going to be any good for anything else, is it? it might give me some more pocket room. <laughs> I just, like, lay it gently, gently on his chest. Aww. He holds it close to his chest and rolls over and snorts a little bit. Eww. Okay, let's head back upstairs before anyone notices. Um, Come on, beans, let's go. Up, up, up the stairs we go. Do a stealth check for going up the stairs. 21. Yeah, no one uh, hears you. Oh, no, no. Uh, since I'm in the living room and I just rolled exactly a 21. You're not in the living room. You slept. You haven't woken up yet. Oh, okay. Yep. So, Beans, you're the only one awake in this house. Okay, now I'm going to go and wake Crud up because I'm hungry. I'm going to go up to his door and just start scratching. This is going to keep going until you wake up. And all of a sudden you hear the trumpeting noise coming from his uh, trunk. This is better than where that noise sometimes comes from with him. Oh my. Oh yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Then he'll get up and uh, go to open the door. Morning, sleepy. Beans. I'm hungry. <laughs> this is somehow oh. your problem. <laughs> right, I, I, I have fish jerky in my bag. You want some of that? Oh yay! Yes, please. All right, it's in the bag. You know where it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Same place as normal. Yeah. Okay. Go and get the fish jerky. Nom, 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 nom. And then Doctor Crud f- falls on his back, back onto the bed. Oh no, you don't, Mister. You're like five hundred pounds. Probably causing a big rumbling. Yeah, yeah. Torn in perception check. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, that would be a 22. Torn in, the whole house shook just now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a really sturdy bed. Earthquake! All right, I'm going to go find the only thing I know big enough to do that kind of uh, effect. A fault line? <laughs> Well, it's someone's no, it's, fault, that's for certain. It's no one's fault. <laughs> uh, all right. Tornin enters the room with Dr. Crud Third and Beans. I hold up the picture, oh. that I, the, the photo, the uh, drawing that I had taken last night. I think we got enough. Oh, that's cute. Where'd you get that? I drew it. Oh, that's very nice. I just got mine from downstairs. Look. Beans holds up the actual original. Wait, you're, you're, oh, we, uh, really, you're doing this. Okay, um. It's fine, I, I left them a gift, it's fine, it's an even trade. I roll it back up and just put it away. But what it's fine. I mean, the guy what? downstairs didn't, you know, didn't complain, so it's all fine. We'll put it back if we need to. Yeah, um, let's put that back. Um, no, these no, guys I'm, were I'm like later when we're done. These guys were kind enough to let us live here. I don't want to, them to... Uh. Tornin feels incredibly <sighs> uncomfortable and like he's a bad guest. Yeah, exactly. Aww. It's okay. You know, I left them a gift. It's fine. And it's a lot better than the gifts we usually give because it's not even dead. Perception check? For me or... Uh, 
Everybody. <sighs> ten. Oh, no. Dirty 20. I got exactly 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, 10 was the minimum. You all smell delicious breakfast scents wafting from oh, downstairs no. from the kitchen. It smells like eggs, French toast, bacon, and pancakes. Now I'm feeling really... <laughs> all of a sudden, Dr. Crud sits straight up in the bed. I smell food. Time for breakfast. Let's go. I mean, I'm okay with this fish fish jerky box. I mean, I can always eat more, but but it's 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 important that you know no one no one mention anything because you know people don't notice things if you don't point them out. So you know, just put it this way: <laughs> if they don't notice that it's gone, then when we put it back later, once we're finished with it, and they don't <laughs> notice that, then it's never been gone. It's a short thing as painting. You know, if they don't see it, it's not gone. Beans, you smell mackerel, a type of fish. Is that mackerel? Oh, yes. Fish, 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 Speed down the stairs. There's a bean-shaped hole in the wall. Basil and Giona greet you with a plate, and they say, Toma, asagohano, tapimasho. Dioch. In front of you is a spread of all of the foods that I've named before, with steam coming off of them. Hans stumbles into the room and heads straight for that bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm feeling really, really guilty, but not going to say anything about what was done. I'm going to go into, uh, but oh, <laughs> don't don't mind my friend. He's. Dr. Crud will uh, pull up a chair and take... Yeah, have a, pull up a chair, have a seat, don't listen to anything this person says, he's clinically insane, and uh, let's just have a good time, shall we? <laughs> Basil and Giona sit down. One of them, you're not sure you can't tell the difference between them, asks Crud the third, Doko ka kimashita ka? Dr. Crud will, uh, Dr. Crud will look over at Heinz. Ah, uh, Heinz, do you uh, understand what they're saying? Hans leans in and goes, not at all. <laughs> but aren't they nice? You don't speak their language? Do you? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, we thought you did. Well, it's from, it, it's a language from Earth that's not used here, and it's weird, and it's, yeah. <laughs> they offer you a pear and uh, some French bread. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, how do we do this, then, if we have no translation whatsoever? You made the fairies go away by destroying the rune. Can we look in your backyard? Dr. Crud III is gesturing with his elephant trunk to the backyard and to himself, and to the backyard and to himself. One of them, you're not sure which, Basil or Giona, gestures towards the sliding door that opens up to the backyard and says, I... eh... <laughs> You know, point. Dr. Crud will get up, <laughs> bow, and head over there. Soto ni ikeru wa iyo. And, like, opens the door for you, like, letting out a dog. It's not really sure what you want. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you. Um, I, I'll be back. And uh, he's going to walk out there and cast Detect Magic. Okay, you do not detect any magic. Do you do you have comprehend languages by any chance? 
No, I'm a healer. The backyard is level, fully fenced, and has a large concrete stamped patio with a seating area. There's a pergola for some shade and also a retractable awning. Where the picture in the living room had shown a zen garden of meticulously maintained pebbles, now there is only a flat expanse of uniformly scattered pebbles. There isn't any design, and a few weeds poke through. Okay, so they didn't pave it over, they just scattered the rocks. I wanted to look at the pebbles. Do they look like they have only been in the spots that they are in now for like a year? It looks like this area has been here for several decades. Dr. Craig's going to walk back in and say to the boyos, there ain't no magic out there. The the room's gone. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, there may not be any magic out there, but there's certainly certainly magic. They definitely put something special in this bacon. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's called bacon. Yeah, pork. Oh, that's that what it is? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. So anyway, as I was saying, like, you know, um, when we got to the mountaintop, then there was just like this massive bird up there. And he was like, oh, if you answer my three riddles, I will let you pass and take the giant egg. And then we were like, no, I'm okay. How about we just take the egg anyway? And then we'll like send you a check afterwards. And they were like, oh, fine. It's not even my egg anyway. I'm just babysitting it for a friend. And that's that's how we got that giant egg that one time. Okay, what does that have to do with this? Uh... Oh, nothing. I'm just telling a story. You know, for our, for our hosts. The hosts nod appreciatively and serve you more bacon. <laughs> And also filling in a very, very minor plot detail from a number of episodes ago. That that one time we started the adventure with a ju- with an egg. Oh, I'm aware. Crud, you were there. Well, you remember that time when I laid an egg? <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. Um, Mythical dilemmas. It must have hurt, though. It, it's a hurt you don't remember. <laughs> well, you know, we beggars can't be choosers. My memory's pretty awful, as we know. Anyways, um... So, should we go try to recreate this rune somewhere else? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, do we need anything in particular? Do you know? Or is there, like, a magic shop in town that they could, you know, go, Hey, maybe this is a good idea. This was probably made out of some sort of special uh, stone that grows in the deep ocean places. I don't know where stones grow, okay? Maybe, you know, maybe there's just someone around who can help. Can I roll a arcana check to see if uh, what I need to do to recreate this uh, uh, rune? Sure. You would need a marker, a stick and some sand, uh, a pencil, uh, maybe some paper, you know, like um, colored pencils, crayons, a sketchbook, a poster... Really, it's your choice. Okay, so I don't need. We don't need to do anything special. I think we need to make it out of something that would be a little more uh, permanent than sand and rocks. We we can uh, we can dig the rune out in the ground and then fill it with cement and then put a fence around it saying "Keep out, fairies only." Or we can make it out of metal. Well, yeah, if you want to go the easy way. No, the easy way sounds good. Let's go that. That's why it's the easy way. It's easy, Liz. Easy way is good. Otherwise, or what else could we make it out of? Could we make it out of uh, cotton candy, maybe? Or um, jelly beans? Or or um, whipped cream? 
Oh, sorry. I'm just like desserts. Like we've had a lot of savory stuff. I need some sugar. We we could, but then you'd eat it before we were done, and then we'd have to start all over again. That's a good point. And then we start all over again. You'd eat it again. We'd have to start all over again. So I'm thinking staying away from the food. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, and anyway, sugar melts in the rain. If it rains, they immediately destroy it. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, could we carve it into something, maybe? We can carve it into wood, stone. Could we carve uh, it into the chapel? The church's front door. We, we Yeah, we can. Oh, the side of the chapel. We could just carve it right in there. Hammer, chisel. Ching! Is Dr. Card III doing that? If that's what we agree we're going to do. I mean, it's quite early. No one's awake. I think it'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go vandalize the church. <laughs> Hammer and chisel. The, uh, Beans is going to hold the uh, the painting up so Dr. Crud can transfer that uh, rune into the side of the church. All right. Do some kind of skill check to see how well you transcribe it. Okay. I'm going to use Arcana, so what I'm doing is I'm using my Ring of Teleportation to pick up rocks and just slam it into the side to where they need to be to carve. You have a Ring of Teleportation? To uh, Telekinesis, sorry. Okay. Telekinesis. Nah, it was Telekinesis. I misspoke. Sure. All right. And he, He's just slamming the rocks into it to make the carving. Yep, let's see your Arcana check. Okay. 22 Arcana. You make a beautiful rune. There's the rune. And everybody around you, uh, please do an Arcana check as well. Uh-oh. And also, Dr. Card III, please describe what you've made. Where did you carve it? Where is it in the church? What's it look like? It is on the outside of the church. It is on the, you say, the, the wall facing uh, the mansion, because that was the closest from the front door to the the, the uh, chapel, and it, uh, yeah, it's just right there on the wall. It's about, uh, I'd say, six feet in diameter. <laughs> Arcana check from everybody? I got a seven. Eighteen. Tornin, you are distracted by all of the bacon that you just ate in your tummy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gurgling. Um, how long has it been since you last ate meat? Uh... I'm not like one of those elves that doesn't that refuses to eat meat. I'm just yeah. All right. If so have you lives... had like some squirrels recently? But this is your most recent large <laughs> yeah. pork bolus. Your stomach is letting you know about yeah. that. And everybody else, you feel the air bunching around the rune, like when someone reaches for a blanket and pulls on it, and it like scrunches up some of the blanket, and all the rest of the edges of the blanket scoot in like an inch towards where it's bunched up, and that's what the ley lines around this place are doing. You're concentrating the magical energy in this one place, and it's like a, a wellspring of energy for something. And um, everybody do a perception check. 16. 12. Do I use my nose? No. Then I'll be a 14. Only Beans notices that from the bush in front of the house with the pink flowers, a little pink light rises up and wanders over lazily to where this rune is. And then starts to drift above it in lazy circles. Guys, I think it's a a a, a, a book salesman. Wait, no, sorry, I'm no wait, no wait, no. What, it's a fairy. I always get those mixed up. Wait, what? Where? Where? 
It's the little thing of is is the pink thingy, the light. I don't see anything. I just wait. What? Oh, let's go get a closer look at it. See if it's actually a fairy or just you know pink dust floating around. Perception check, Doctor Crud the Third, because now you've entered that as a possibility. First thing you could see. <laughs> if you get less than fifteen, you think it's dust. <laughs> I got less than fifteen. I got ten. It's just dust. <laughs> ah, beans, you're you're you're. You ate too much. It's it's just dust. Oh, okay. I mean, are you sure? I mean, it, it's glowing. Dust doesn't glow, right? Dr. Card the third perception check again. Twelve? There's a second one. Oh, look, there's two dusts. It's all... We, we're, I think there's a dust storm coming in. We might want to take shelter. But is dust pink? Is that is that normal? <laughs> perception check again. Oh, vo- volcanic dust. <laughs> And you, you've got to be pulling my tail, right? Fourteen. It's creeping up there. <laughs> oh no, there's five no. of them. Yeah, there's definitely dust storm coming, and we might want to go inside. Tornan, Tornan, you know you're a sensible guy. Like you can see this, right? It's not just me. No, dust means you're the only one who thinks you've solved the quest. Everyone else is determined to bring these fairies back to this town. Well, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, we, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, I can uh, go have uh, a- Unfortunately, I think we failed. Too bad. Well, yeah, we, we still got to... Okay, so the backyard, it was destroyed. This ruined it. Maybe I didn't do the rune right. Should I erase it and try again? No, it, it worked. Wait, what? what's going on? Am I... What? Oh, <laughs> I'm so confused. What's going on? Yeah, I got a total of seven. All right, look, beans. Here's what I'll do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift you up right up to the dust level, and you'll <laughs> see that it's just dust. Doctor Craig will grab him with his trunk and lift him up right there, fourteen feet into the face of <laughs> dust. Beans, it has a little head and a little face and little hands and little wings. <laughs> Hello, are you a little fairy? It says tiny high-pitched syllables at you that you don't understand. Okay, I can try and communicate. It floats into your ear. Is it my ear? Well, get the dust out of your ear. Yeah, you get that dust in your ear, it ain't gonna be good. Fairies, is there any chance you can, like... Do something like um like a sign um to tell my friends to stop gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought- All right, and we're gonna end it there with the uh the fairies are slowly accumulating around this rune, but this is nothing like the fairy accumulation that you were used to in the past. Like you saw in the picture that there's hundreds of them. So you feel like you're missing a piece of the puzzle beans. And it, you feel like your friends are missing the whole puzzle. <laughs> At least I've got the box. <laughs> At least you've got the box. Hey, I haven't needed anything to give me gas, so, so how can I be gaslighting? Uh. You feel like there's some kind of piece to this puzzle that you missed, Beans. Guys, I feel like there's a, a missing piece to the puzzle. Like, something's telling me we're missing something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hey. Maybe it's the fairy that just flew into my ear, but something's whispering in my ear that we're missing something. <laughs> Oh, that's just a little bit of dust. I bat at the uh, the ear, trying to get the dust out. All right, I'm gonna need a couple of minutes just to like. Okay, 
does anyone know like a book on or like a a, a, a something just to get your friends to stop messing with you <laughs> everybody perception check oh finally Thir- 23 13 because you know this just seems mean like Tonin look look you've got to be able to see them like there's a load of pink dust oh no I'm saying is dust now no there's a load of pink glowy things <laughs> right there one of them just okay. flew into my ear does a 23 finally see the uh Oh, no, no, it's a different thing, perception. You okay. failed. You think this is dust, but Bean's perception check? 23. <laughs> 23, 23, 13. Okay, Dr. Card III, there is another piece of dust, but this one is gray in color, and it's making, like, jingle bell sounds. So you think there's a floating jingle bell. Uh, what is it now? How would you react to that? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. I think I've had a little too much to drink. <laughs> the jingle bell is approaching the little pink fairy. Or not enough. <laughs> Beans, the little pink fairy just flew out of your ear, so it's really close to your face, and you can see as a tiny, loud, silver-colored dragon flies up to the fairy and bites it and takes a chunk out of its wing. The little fairy screams and flies away, and then the silver dragon floats lazily like a jingle bell and circles above the rune. Uh-oh. What happens in ecology when you open up a niche? Something fills it. <laughs> Dashing through the dust in a one-horse open sleigh. All right. Um, that thing just bit, it took a bite out of dust. Yes. Tornin and Bean saw it. So we know. Okay. All right. So we've, we've got a tiny dragon now. Are we sure they didn't put anything weird in the bacon? I ate a ton of it, and I haven't seen anything. <laughs> Pizza's having a rough morning. I'm just so confused. It's taking care of the dust, so I guess it can't be all that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, Beans, don't die, don't die. Are you okay? You're turning red. <laughs> I don't think I got the perfect name for this campaign, too. <laughs> How to torment a cat? Dusty fairies. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to start the restart the rune. I'm going to do it on the other side. Maybe if no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. The rune is fine. What? What are you talking about? There's nothing here. We got to I got to go try again. Okay. Okay. Just remember that time like we um, investigated those vampires who just wanted, you know, to dance the river dancing vampires. Remember them? Yeah, of course. And, like, we wandered into their rehearsal space, and it was all dark, and they, like, we, uh, then, you know, we couldn't see them, and then I could see them, because I can see in the dark, and then I was like, hey, crud, there's a load of river dancing vampires over there, you know, doing rehearsal, and you were like, I can't see them, but they were there, it's like that, maybe you're just too big to see the little things. Oh. River dancing vampires. I must have missed that one. Oh yeah, it was in the past year. So because of my size, I can't see the fairies because of my size. Yeah, that must. Maybe you're like short sighted or something. Oh, okay. okay. Or, I can't okay. see them, but I'm not much bigger than you are. So uh, that. Uh, oh no, you are. <laughs> Beans is very little. 
Okay, but I'm not that big either, so... Be- beans is like five feet. Exactly. Plus, there, there's also the the uh, the childlike belief that he has. Oh, yes, you've also got to believe in fairies, obviously. Come on. But, I mean, we're, we live in a world with literal, like, dragons and gnomes. Like, how could, how is belief, like, <laughs> a thing? They demonstrably exist. <laughs> you just hung out with Xenomars for breakfast. If you've got yes. belief, yeah. <laughs> choose them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beans. What, what what do you suggest we do now, then? If I, I'm not supposed to do another, another rune. Well... From the looks of things, it seems as though, like, there's some like there's something missing. Like the the fairy who flew into my ear was like, "Yo, you you're doing good, but you're missing something." And so I thought maybe we're missing something, and maybe that the little silver dragon is like also drawn to the rune, but like we can't get all the fairies there because it starts eating them. Because there's that one that which is just hovering slightly above the ground over there. It's only got one wing now. So maybe if we... Actually, hang on. If I mark the spot on the wall, can you just clap your your paws to... Do we have paws? What, are, what do you call them? Your your stump? Legs? Front legs? Um, Your arm legs? Leg arms? There are, are they? hands. Oh, I have that's fingers. Weird. How have I not noticed that before? Yeah. Okay, if you clump your hands together, <laughs> right, in fr- at this point here, where the silver bit is, let's see what happens. Like, if there's a predator around, we just get rid of that, so, right? But it's just getting rid of dust! How can it be that bad? Well, if it is just dust, then it'll be fine, right? Yeah, that would be, that's... So you want me to yeah, squish I'm not it? Eco- I'm, I'm not an ecologist, we'll see. Dr. Crud squishes it. <laughs> As Beans has asked him to do. <laughs> okay. It's like if you grabbed a knife too fast, you're bleeding from your hands. You slapped your hands onto something incredibly sharp, and everybody roll initiative. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dr. Crudge shows Beans his hands. Great suggestion, Beans. <laughs> it's okay. You're a doctor. You can deal with it. <laughs> um, ten. Nine. Uh, fifteen. And now we get combat. Okay, so we've managed to anger something that two of the party can't see. No, can't <laughs> it's gonna see. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's a good uh, start. Dr. Crud III, please roll a d4. I can see it. Crud is the only one who failed to see it. Okay. Oh, one. Okay, got it. I have noted how many hit points it has left. <laughs> the little jingle bell that you clapped your hands around emits... A rattle like frying pan hitting one another as its scales rattle against one another. It uses its scales to do what's called rattle, which is a ranged sound attack. And it's going to try to hit you. Does a 19 hit you? Uh, yes. The air warps around its bugle rattle of frying pans and you take seven sound damage, which is force in Dungeons and Dragons term. Or thunder, maybe. Thunder. It's thunder damage. Ouch. At the end of its turn, Beans, it's your turn. Your suggestion has resulted in the injury of your friend. And a battle. You've caused a battle. Uh-oh. <laughs> Admittedly, it's not my worst idea. So I've got that going for me. You have had worse ideas. <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. Eh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. 
And Beans, it's your turn. You notice that the little pink fairies are entirely gone, and you now see three of these frying pan scale tiny angry dragons, which your friends see as gray dust. But you can see that they are little tiny dragons, and they have super pinecone scales. What do you do, Beans? Just a note, it was only... DM? Just a note, it was only... I passed the, the test that saw the dragons. It was Crud Jr. that... Uh, Crud, Crud, Crud the third that failed to see the dragon. Got it. Tornin can see that it's a tiny dragon. Beans, it's your turn. Okay, Um. now Crud... Yes? You may not appreciate that it's a tiny dragon, but it definitely hurts you, as you've seen. So, how do you want to go about this? What, pointy dust? Yeah. <laughs> Where does that stand on your, like, lethality index? Ah, uh, I... Let me get the list. You can't kill dust. Dust is dust. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't kill it. You, it's not living. It's, it's dust. But you see three of these dusts now, by the way. They're coming from somewhere and there's more of them. Oh, yeah. I, I see floating dust, three of them. But there's, it's still dust, so I don't know what you mean by lethality of dust. Okay, um, well, just, I'm, I'm just gonna... <laughs> well, let me just take care of this one. You've got it on your shoulder and it just flick it. <laughs> Non-lethally. <laughs> you were inciting a war. All right, got it. <laughs> You're inciting a war. <laughs> okay, Beans, is that what you do on your turn? You flick it? Um... Mm. This is monk training kicking in. Um, hmm, actually, ugh. maybe we should try and talk to them first. I mean, you know, Crud is always telling me just to talk to people, so maybe we should try this. Talk to dust? Maybe you did get some bad bacon. Maybe I did, but, you know, you, you have just been hit for... However much damage, you know, if I were to put a number on it, but of course I'm not going to, you seem a little, you know, shaken up. So maybe, you know, these little dust mites um, will be uh, amenable to some uh, talking. So I just say, hello, dust, dragon, mites, whatevers. Hello, sorry about that. Um, it was, you know, it's an experiment. It went wrong. You know how all these things go. Um... Do you understand me at all? Or am I going to have to, um... You know, one time I learned interpretive dance from some vampires, and that's becoming really useful over, like, the past couple of months. So maybe if I just strike a pose, they'll be like, this guy gets it. Maybe the bacon was weird. In perfect mimicry, the Durango rattles its frying pan-like scales to reproduce any sound it has heard, including a person's voice. If I just strike a pose. A creature that hears the sounds can tell they are imitations if they roll a successful insight check. Otherwise, they think they're hearing, like, your own voice. So roll an insight check. Uh, 21. Yeah. You can tell that it's imitating you because you hear your exact voice come back to you. If I just strike a pose. Oh, is that what I sound like? Why did you never tell me? What are you talking about? And that's going to be your turn, Beans. You tried to communicate with it, and it mimicked you. Perfect mimicry. Dr. Crud III, it's your turn. You might not be aware that you're in combat initiative. No, he's definitely not aware. Uh, all he knows is the dust kind of 
hurt a little bit. So he's just going to... Uh, and you know that there's now seven of them. There, There's seven of them. Oh. <laughs> this is going to get ugly. Yeah, yeah, probably. Especially since Dr. Crud has no idea what's going on. Um, Yeah, he's just going to sit down and doctor up his hands from getting poked with the, the sharp dust. All right, you do that. After your turn? Is that the end of your turn? Yeah. Tornin, there is now 11 of these gray dusts and zero of the pink dusts. You would say that the rune probably works. It's attracting the fairies. You did it. But you can look at them and you see that they're tiny little pinecone dragons. All right, fine. Um, there's going to be a few less in a second. So <laughs> I watched one of them attack a friend of mine. So... I wanted to bring back the fairies. Now I don't. Changed my mind. <laughs> Uh, that is a 20 and a, an ugly 20 and a 21. So that's two attacks. How are you hitting them? They're one inch tall. I'm hitting them with my arrows. You're, you're getting your bow and arrow and you're being like, I'm going to hit the bullseye. And then you hit the little tiny Durango. First, I'm going to start out with the one that was hit by Crud the third. Yeah, you hit it. How much damage? 21 points of damage. Poof! <laughs> in a little spray of gray <laughs> dust and scales. And it sounds kind of like little tiny frying pans are clattering to the ground. It is no more. And 17 points of damage for the second one. Another little tiny dust explosion. Another sound of rattling frying pans falling to the ground. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Yep, that's it. At the end of their turn... They angrily start rattling. It's like all of them are rattling their scales. Have you ever heard a porcupine shake its scales? Yeah, it sounds like that, but with frying pans. And they are going to attack you guys because you have killed two of their friends. It is a 23 to hit beans. What? A 8 to hit crud. A 21 to hit tornin. A 21 to hit beans. A 14 to hit crud. And a 18 to hit tornin. Okay, I have to do that two more times. So, a 24 to hit beans. Please keep track of how many times I'm hitting you. A 16 to hit crud. A natural 20 to hit tornin. A 14 to hit beans. A 9 to hit crud. And a 7 to hit tornin. Uh, you said there, were, uh, there were 11 total. I killed two of them, right? Yeah, more came. So. Oh, okay, I got hit three times with one of them being a crit. Okay, that means that you are hit for 24 damage. Ow. Wait, 28. I am not so good at math. Ow. 28 damage. Okay, how many <laughs> times did you get hit, Beans? Three. So, 21. 21 damage, and for Dr. Crud, how many times did you get hit? I didn't. Good job, Dr. Crud. You take no damage. The other two have... It's like... Have you ever heard a mosquito where it's buzzing? Like, actually heard a mosquito a few inches from your ear? That's what it sounds like, where it's that sound almost causes pain in your ear. It's buzzing at such a frequency that you're like, ah, why? And everybody take that much thunder damage. Ow. Beans, we're back to you. Ah, it's buzzing. No, stop it. Ah, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, um, just too many of them. Oh, oh, um, um, I'm going to, uh... Use two key points to cast silence around us. That'll do the trick. 
So I rub my paws together and go, shut up, <laughs> blast my hands out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please read silence. Okay. So uh, for the duration, so accent switch, uh, up to 10 minutes is concentration. Um, for the duration, no sound can be created within or passed through a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. So on myself. Any creature or object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage and creatures are deafened while entirely inside it. Um, casting a spell that requires a verbal component is impossible there. So everything, the sound just cuts out for everyone. That works. How do you two react? The annoying buzzing is gone. What? Other than Dr. Crud not being able to hear anything, nothing's really changed for him. <laughs> he still doesn't believe you. Tornin is very injured. <laughs> okay. All right. Crud, it is your turn. Beans, that was amazing. Good job. <laughs> right. Dr. Crud III, you can't hear anything. There's now 20 of these little gray buzzing things, but they're not buzzing, and you can't hear anything, even your own voice. <laughs> okay, but you got to talk for the podcast. <laughs> <Like> I... <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he he has no idea of any threat. He has he's not going to take any actions other than to you know keep working on his hands. Right. Yes. Get them bandaged up, and so uh, yeah. All right. At the end of Dr. Crud III's turn, Tornin, we're back to you. How, How do you many feel? more? Uh, not very good. And I was about to cure wounds, but now uh, that's out the window. You speak, but nothing exits your mouth. Yeah, because cure wounds has a verbal component, so I, I literally can't. All right. I mean, you, you can pop out of the boundary, cast it, and then come back in again. I'm just going to shoot two more of these. Uh, <laughs> Pinecone dragons. <laughs> uh, does a 13 hit? Yes. Their AC is 13, just to let you know. Okay, so one hit, one miss. Okay, how much damage did you do? 20 points of damage. Yeah, yeah. Your arrow just explodes the little silver thing in a puffball. Okay. It's like watching a dandelion be blown. All right, that's it. It's back to their turn. They get angrier and angrier with their rattling... Pretty, they're visibly shaking, you know, but they're not making any sound. There's more and more of them. There's now 40 of them. Beans, it's your turn. Uh, you ain't happen to know fire. I, 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 mo I make, I make explosion. Uh, I'm casting, throwing something and making big boom with hands. <laughs> I mind back punching, point to myself. I punch and a claw. I do the same with... Uh, Cred the third. Wait, what? You you want to play catch? No. <laughs> right, throwing ball, throwing ball. <laughs> oh gosh, this is, he's got his hand over his face. Oh gosh, he's just like face palm. Doctor Cred the third. Yes. It's Bean's turn. Do an insight check on him. Is it Bean's turn? By the way, am I just? Yes, it is yeah. Bean's turn. Yeah. Dr. Card the Third, do an insight check on beans. Mm hmm. Insight is six plus five, 11. What's your relationship? Like, how do you feel about beans? Oh, Dr. Card absolutely loves them. They're the, they're the bestest of friends. Yeah. So, this is your 
your little apprentice. You've taught him how to read. You've taught him about so many things. He knows his letters because of you. You know, you, you keep trying to get him not afraid of water, splash him, you know? This is a cat that you care about. He's your friend. Mm-hmm. So with your insight check of 11, which is above 10, you can tell. Beans, how do you feel right now? Bit panicky, if I'm honest. Um, Like, you know, last time, uh, you know, I started getting hit by things, I kind of almost died. So that's not good. It's bringing up some really traumatic memories. And, like, I just kind of want... You know, crowd to believe me about all this because it's you know getting kind of serious now. So uh, yeah. even if he doesn't necessarily totally believe it, I just kind of want the support. You know, Doctor Crowd the Third, you know how Beans feels. I do. We are in a really bad position right now. Um, do you believe him? We can- yeah, I believe him. Ah, why wouldn't I? I- Beans, you feel like Doctor Crowd the Third believes you. Okay. What do you do on your turn? Uh, uh, of course he does. <laughs> um, I'd like to just kind of gesture for him to come and help. <laughs> uh, point, point to the ears and go, no ears, no here. But you come help. Dr. Craig gives a thumbs up. Cool. Okay. Um, so we've got, what, 40 of the... <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's a, a bee swarm of them now. Okay, um, what if they're attracted to, um, the rune? So if I take the painting out of my pocket, I unroll it on the ground, because it's got a copy of the rune, so maybe that would count. Like, if it were, if it were outside. So maybe, like, you know, if we just put that down there, maybe they'll swarm to that and go, hey, you know, maybe life isn't so bad. Beans takes the drawing out of his pocket, uncurls it, and uses two rocks to prop it open on the ground, on the grass beside the wall. Half of the swarm is congregating above that picture, and half around the rune on the wall. Okay, I'm not quite sure what that achieved, but (laughs) it doesn't seem bad yet. So at the moment, with the silence thing, we're kind of okay. Like, you know, we've got some space to play around and... Oh, uh, can I also um just like write on the ground like I don't know what to do help <laughs> <laughs> yes and is that the end of your turn uh yes okay Dr. Crud the third you saw all of that happen Do- Dr. Crud will get up and walk over to him and read the message and then he'll write back how do I help? What do you need? I t- tap the bo- tap the point on the ground where it says, I don't know what to do. He'll write, what's the problem? <laughs> Gesture everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, is just, he doesn't know what the problem is. <laughs> he understands that there's a problem. He's panicky. He just doesn't understand what the problem is. I mimic tiny little dragon flip flap like looks more like a hummingbird if i'm honest but flip 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 just everywhere flip 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 everywhere flip 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 okay here dr crud is going to go over to that rune and uh he's going to ruin one of the lines oh no the buzzing you can't hear the buzzing noise nope 
but they start to drift away and then they're recongregated around the paper that Beans has exposed. And then Dr. Cred will also roll up the piece of paper, put it in his pocket. The Jurango angry pinecone frying pan dragons drift away, dispersing evenly and returning to the trees around the town. And they seem to head off perception check. Is it disadvantage because we can't hear? No, because this is visual. Okay. What about nose? 25. 7. 11. Everyone but Bean sees this because I'll make it 10. They seem to head off towards the Fessenden Hot Spring Resort. We need, uh, so the dragons don't like the fa- to eat the fairies. Or dust, as I think they are called. It is. But dragons eat dust, but they don't like it. When we attack, when we... Dr. Crud takes a pair, one of the pairs out of his pocket and tosses it at Torin, thinking he still wanted to play catch. I was trying to get you to go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Torin catches the pair out of the air with ease. He doesn't even turn to look at you. His hand raises behind his back of his head and he catches the pair. <laughs> yeah, I think a 21 total is more than enough to catch any. <laughs> yes. So as the three of you think in the silence and you watch the silver frying pan dragons float off towards the spa, the camera's going to zoom out on the damaged rune and on your rolled-up paper, and on you all as you scratch your head and think. Will they find out what is going on in this town and how to restore these fairies? Is their friend Hans okay? (sighs) How will they communicate to (laughs) Basil and Giona? Or do they need to? Joining us this time were... Dr. Crud III. I still can't hear nothing. (laughs) Beans. What? And Tornin. Uh, well, this is going to prove interesting. All right. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. We are joined again by Tornin. Hello. Dr. Crud Third. Well, I think we accomplished quite a bit this last time. And beans. Help me, I still can't hear anything. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I've just got sand in my ears. Where did that come from? It was dust. <laughs> it was dust. Please roll a d20. Oh. 13. Why can't I roll that during combat? 20. Well, then you get a pick. Yeah, if you rolled a 20, you get to pick who does it. Uh, 
Bean. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so the story starts about a year ago, where um, Crud and I decide to go on a fun holiday after leaving the guild. Our first trip is to go to this um, nice little resort town where we um, make some mischief, and I have a lot of milk, and, um, you know, Crud uh, gives me some skimmed milk, but that doesn't go too down too well with my tummy, so we, we leave it at that, we live and learn. And then we go over to this, like... Um, like riverbed place where um, some of the frogs are teensy bit racist, right? Um, okay, you're so not that we, guy we scarper out of there real quick. Um, <laughs> I think the place we went after that was maybe like a, maybe it was like a riverboat trip, wasn't it? It was like on a bayou kind of thing. And then um, I also didn't go in the water then because, you know, obviously I don't like water. So the next place we go is like a buffet. Um, it was like, um, what was it? What was it, Claire? It was a, like a meat and uh, potatoes buffet. Um, and there was a lot of dancing around there. And it, it was barbecue. Um, one of the issues was... Barbecue, okay. was it? Okay. One of the issues was um, that um, Crud kept like, knocking all the tables over. Um, so... You know, um, he spilled a lot of drinks that day and, you know, um, they were like, oh, you've got to pay for the drinks. And we're like, but it's not even our drinks. But so we got out of there. You know, honestly, this holiday is not going so great, is it? Um, but then, like, uh, fast forwarding a little bit, then there's this thing with the river dancing vampires, right? Then we go over to, like, the river dancing vampires and then we in, go into their rehearsal space because someone's like, hey, there's some river dancing vampires around. And then it's all dark in there, but I can see because I have dark vision and Crud's like, I can't see any river dancing vampires. And I'm like, Crud, just believe me, they're there. They're putting in an amazing performance. It's, it's completely silent, but you know, just trust me about it. And then, like, um, what was the next thing? What was the question again? What happened last time? Oh, last time. Okay, last time. Yesterday. We went up the top of the mountain, and there was a giant bird there. And he was like, "Oh, if you answer my riddles, you can have my egg." And was like, "No, we'll just write you a check. It'll be okay." And was like, "Okay, it's not my <laughs> not my egg anyway. I'm just babysitting it for a friend." So we go and take the egg, right? And then we t- go off to this like place called Tastes Like Crepe, right? And we just sat around, and then we wander off and go investigate something else. And then you come back, and there's a zombie there, and like they hits me, and then go down, and like. You know, Crab brings me back and all that, and everything's very happy. And then he starts calling me Boots for some reason. And then, like, oh, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Jordan is dying. <laughs> sorry, my timeline's got mixed up a bit. Um, yeah, yesterday, yesterday. I think, I think yesterday, okay, although yesterday, oh, um... Yeah, so we go back to that first place, right? And, you know, it's it's still there, which is weird because usually when we leave a place, it's usually on fire, getting blown up or overrun by, like, <laughs> rats with, like, um, a grudge, right? And, you know, we go back to this one place and um, apparently things are not looking so good at the spa because apparently there's meant to be a load of fairies there which aren't there anymore for some reason. It turns out that because of some... Ambitious home improvements. Um, the the glyph that was keeping the ferries there is not there anymore. So what I did was I went and stole a painting 
And then we got attacked by some like, silver jack and things, which Crud was like, oh, there's nothing there, Beans, it's just dust. And it was like, then what's just flowing into my ear? And he's like, oh, it's just dust. And it was like, well, if it's just dust, and slap that. And he slapped it. And then they started attacking us, but he didn't seem that phased about it, honestly. And then um, they flew off, and um, then the universe asked me what happened last time. I'm pretty sure that's it. <sighs> Hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, would you like to go on? <laughs> accurate, but I mean, I've already, I, I've, I've, I've just, I've just checked the, the, uh, the waveform, and I've been speaking for four minutes, so I could do. <laughs> I mean, if you would like the floor, I can give it to you. <laughs> No, it's okay. I, I don't think it's absolutely necessary to filibuster a podcast. Okay. All right, moving on. You are all currently standing next to a wall with a partially completed glyph on it with some minor wounds, except for Dr. Crud III, who's not convinced that anything is going on, but understands that his friend Beans is panicking over it and probably can tell that they're injured, although it was thunder damage, so it's hard to tell. There's not... Much physical sign of that. Got like a ringing in my ears. <sighs> and right now there is no sound whatsoever. No. Correct. Beans has silence up. I make a motion with my fingers across my throat. Cut. I, sh- I shake my head. No, I'm all good. I'm okay. Thumbs up. <laughs> Dr. Crud looks at him with very... Oh, it's a lot of concern in his, in his eyes. I look at Crud. Go, should I... Like... Ears, silence, stop. Dr. Crud nods. Okay. And rub my paws together. Go. Okay, not shut. I'm shut up. I'm not sure. What's, what's the counter spell for silence? Um, loud and up. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm just concentrating on it. Oh, look, a butterfly. There it goes. <laughs> As Beans looks at the butterfly and reaches out to touch it with his cat paw, it lands on his claw and flaps its wings gently there, and all the sound comes rushing back into the 20-foot sphere. I meant killed its spell! Oh, oh! Okay. Okay, yeah, that's that's one of the issues, like, you know, we, we need, like, nouns in sign language. Well, I don't know sign language, so... Well, maybe maybe that's a bit of an oversight of wizards. You know, if they don't create these languages. Do you know sign language? Beans and I were communicating pretty pretty decently. Anyways. The dragons are gone. Wait, dragons? Where? What? The gray dust clouds were dragons. Oh, yeah, the dust is gone. They like to eat other kind of the pink dust. Should, should I fix the rune again? No, we need to figure out what was causing the dragons to come and not the... Along with the fairies. Well, I mean, dust clouds. Well, I didn't see any dragons or fairies, but I know the dust went that away. We attracted dragons, we didn't attract fairies. That Something went wrong, obviously. I mean, the issue was we got the fairies, but then the dragons came and ate the fairies, and then all the fairies scarpered. So, but the the dragons seemed to go... I th- I can't remember whether I rolled high enough to see this, but... But a passerby <laughs> just told me that a load of the the dust went over towards the spa. Yeah, well, I saw that, yeah. The dragons went to the spa. 
So let's go hunt the dust, I guess. No. Who are you going to call? Dustbusters. <laughs> we attacked one of them and they all started to come and attack us. You got attacked? Are you hurt? Yes. Oh, actually, yes, oh. quite a lot, actually. Now, well, now you, I think you about it. You should have let me know. A, a doctor. Duh. Uh, Tornin remembers Crud the Third's method of healing. <laughs> sure. I mean, they say laughter. Laughter is the best medicine, so. All right, well, come, right. come here, you two. Come here, you two. And he's going to cast Healing Word at level two, and they're both going to get uh, 14 HPs. Okay. And that will include me as well. <laughs> well, I'm halfway back. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself real quick at level two, just to... Okay, I'm back. I'm back to full health. <sighs> I'm just going to lick my wounds. Doesn't do anything, <laughs> but I'm a cat. Okay, I don't yes. want to attack. If, if not for that silent spell, we probably would have died back there. Um, Wait, so beans that... do good? Huh? Beans do good? Oh, yeah, beans did great. Because 40 dragons... With the amount of damage each of them were doing, uh, yeah, that would have uh, taken us straight into death if we had been hit again. Well, that's handy. I was just hoping to, like, get rid of the ringing in my ears, but nice. <laughs> but yeah, so so what, are we going over to the, the spa then? If if everything was going over there, maybe that's like a, a focal point of all the weirdness. Um, hey, let me see that picture. Oh, sure, now you want to see... That's okay. Here you go. I'm going to look at the picture and the rune that we carved on the wall here. They look very similar, except that a part of the glyph on the wall has been altered. Something is missing. You remember altering it. (laughs) I know. I I can restore that. No. (laughs) You said it yourself, Bean. We're missing something. So maybe it's something at the spa. This was made out of sand and rocks. My my uh, arcana knowledge says it doesn't matter what it's made out of. Yes. Well, let's go see if we can find those dust particles over there at the uh, at the at the spa, and maybe get a coffee dip. Okay. Sure. Let's go over to the spa. I think we had we had a twenty four hour pass. So. Sure. You had a two day pass. Right. <laughs> All right. Why not? So you enter the lobby with the statues of all the fairies and the places where you can stick your head into the picture and make it look like you're one of them. You walk through the gift shop with its variety of fairy-themed merchandise, and you enter the main lobby where your two-day pass is waved at the front desk clerk, Curry, and she thanks you very sincerely for attending the Fessenden Hot Springs Spa Resort. You're welcome. And then you pass through into the spa resort itself. Using the map of the Hot Spring Resort, you navigate your way to the different basins. On the left are basins of near-boiling natural hot spring water that smells like it has healing powers. On the right, not a single person in it, is a warm, milky bath 
with whole rose heads floating in it. Do you get into any of these baths? Beans, milk. Well, are you are you are you sure? It looks like it. You, you can get in, test it. Hang on, let me let me just give it a quick sniff. <laughs> that doesn't smell like milk. It smells like skin. Eee. <laughs> smells like skin milk. I'm going to look around <laughs> at these pools. Are they in a pattern of any sort? Nope. Huh. So do you guys get into any of the pools? Ah, eh, sure, why not? I get into my swimming trunks and uh get into one of the pool one of the normal looking pools. Okay. You find yourself healed for five hit points. Whoa. So I wasted that spell slot on you. Well, <laughs> darn it. I wasted one of my own spell slots on myself, too, so... uh <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, so... Interesting. Where did this dust cloud go? Do we... Let, let's... We gotta look around. They look like little pine cones. So, are there any pine trees around here? Yeah, there's lots of trees on the mountaintops around the spa. So, are you guys looking at your map for the spa? Sure. There is a green tea basin, a coffee basin, and a red basin marked adults only. Ooh. All right. Well, I mean, if you two go into the the, um, adult one, then... You can just tell me what it's like, and I will go and find a fireplace somewhere. All right, fine. I get into the adults-only basin. There is a sign next to it that says adults-only. This basin is full of red liquid. The hot spring basin is full of wine. At the far wall, a spigot drizzles a constant stream of red wine into the water. Wow. Okay. Well, um, hmm. This place must be pretty well funded to be able to have do that. Um, all right. Interesting. Any dust on there? I'm not. Do I see any uh, signs of our uh, dragon enemies? Perception check. Uh, that's a fourteen. Negativo. Nope. Do you return to your friends after having soaked in wine? Yes, I do. Beans and Dr. Card III, torn in his back. He smells like a drunk. Well, I guess we gotta take him back over to those nice folks over the, uh... Nope. <laughs> no, no. No, I'm good. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever smelled like a drunk without being a drunk. You feel a little tipsy. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> well, here, why don't you go get in the coffee one? That Maybe that'll help clear your head. And then... Ooh. Then you can uh, look for more uh, dust particles, and we're, we'll go over to the uh, the T one and, and find, see if there's t- dust particles over there. Wait a second. The white one said it smelled like skin. Yes? Question mark? <laughs> dust is usually made out of human skin. It's only <laughs> dust because that's all Dr. Crud saw. You guys saw little dragons and pixies. Just to remind everybody, there's a green tea basin, a coffee basin, a natural hot spring water basin, a wine basin that's marked adults only, and a collagen bath with roses floating in it. And all of these are true, real things that you could soak in at the Unison Hot Spring Resort in Japan. Just a heads up, this is all real. (laughs) Except for everything else. Um, (laughs) 
I'm just trying to think. Right. They have a sake bath too. <laughs> so which one do you go in? <sighs> I'm going to get in the coffee one, like you said. You head to the spot on the map that has the coffee basin. You expect to find a brown basin that looks and smells like coffee. You imagine it would be invigorating just to smell, let alone soak in. Contrary to your expectations, you instead find a door leading to the brown basin to be closed and locked. A sign on the door says, employees only. I see. I motion to the other two, stand right there real quick. As I pull out my my dagger, I'm going to try to jimmy the door open. You, you gotta knock first before you break in. That's the rule. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the rule. <laughs> you guys. No, I don't think so. You, you have to. It's a rule. It is the rule. Knock first, please. Here, I'll knock for you. Doctor Crud will knock. Now it's all yours. <laughs> okay. Nobody responds to the knock and open store for you. I'll say that. All right, so I jimmy the lock. I'm going to try to jimmy the lock. That is a 20. That is a 19. The lock clicks, and the doorknob can now be turned freely. All right, I open the door. And while he's jimmying the, jimmying the lock, Dr. Crud's going to say to Beans quietly, this guy just doesn't like following rules. Beans is distracted by all the water around him. Apparently. Uh, I don't don't like this. Too much water. No. Dr. Crud splashes water on him. (laughs) We might have to do full immersion therapy on him. No. That's what I've been doing. Immersive therapy. No. I mean full immersion therapy on him. No, that's drowning. I'm not drowning, Beans. Never said anything about drowning him. But uh, uh, do you enter the locked room, Tornin? Yes, I empty the enter the locked room. Tornin enters the locked room. The first thing you smell is an eye-opening, strong, wake you up in the morning smell of coffee. With the door closed, the steam from the basin full of coffee saturated the room. It's like stepping into a cafe. It smells delicious. Hmm. The second thing you notice is the basin itself. Filled with brown water, it looks exactly as you had imagined, and very inviting. There's no immediate reason why that door was locked. Interesting. Well, go on, get in, Tornin. I step into the basin. It's like soaking in coffee, because it is. Okay. Why was this room locked? Dr. Bean, or Dr. Beans, Dr. Crud the <laughs> Please, Dr. Beans was my father. You, you, ju- you just ruined the season's finale. Oh no. <laughs> okay, you guys are watching as Tornin steps slowly into this coffee-colored water. What do you do? Crud. Yeah. yeah, do, yeah. do that detect magic thing. Well, I think all I'm going to get is just the, uh, the pool, but okay. M- magic dust, remember? Detect. Magic, activate. Within a 30-foot radius? Is that it? I believe so, yeah. Within a 30-foot radius of you, it's like a constellation of stars shines in front of you as little pings of magical energy are all around you, but they're not anywhere that you can see. It's as if they're under the ground. And uh, the school of magic? Fairy? Uh, Read me those schools again. (laughs) I, it's not listed here. Uh, is, is, it, is it fairy magic? 
<laughs> if it's fairy magic, you've got to tell us. <laughs> oh, we needed to put the rune on the ground, didn't we? The schools of magic are abjuration, illusion, enchantment, divination, evocation, transmutation, necromancy, and conjuration. And fairy. I think I know what we needed to do. <laughs> so which one is it? Don't forget, there's also DM magic, which is anything else. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta do say fairy if it's the fairies. Evocation. That's what we messed up. We need to put the rune on the ground. Beans, beans. I am detecting fairies all over this place. On the ground, in the ground, everywhere. Uh, what I'm saying is we needed to put the rune on the ground, not in the, on, the, on the wall. Why? Dragons are airborne. The fairies are, you said the fairies are underground. I want to continue your line of thought. Have you seen anything else associated with the fairies? Because if you go into this final battle like this right now, you're all going to die. So, like, I'm trying to encourage you to, <laughs> to bring in that other element that you're missing. What have you seen associated with the fairies that might give them an edge elementally against, like, what are fairies associated with? Like, wishes. The flowers. They came out of the flowers. Oh, they need their drug flowers. <laughs> they need their speed. Fairy speed. <laughs> what am I doing to you? <laughs> <laughs> Children, don't take speed. It's bad. Okay. Yeah. So we got to go to the, the flower lady and say, hey, where's all the, uh, the, the, the pixie drugs? They need the, they, they need their druggy flowers. Wait, the missing... Remember, they, were, they sold flowers at the stand, but they were originally not they're not for sale anymore. We need more. Are you guys going to Giomara and on her farm? She told you where she lived. Yes. That's the flowers that they no longer grow. Oh, the ones that she was told not to grow anymore by the last party. Oh. Yes, we head over there. Yeah. Okay, you arrive at Giomara's. We need flowers. We need pixie drugs. Giomara's farm consists of a white farmhouse at the end of a long path, and from this distance you can see chickens scratching at the ground between a coop and the house. Where there used to be large fields full of green bushes and pink flowers, there are now a variety of tourist attractions, including a haunted house, an egg hunt, a winter wonderland, and a corn maze. How corny. Giomara the orc is visible. She's feeding her chickens in the yard outside her house. Hey, nice lady. It's us. Oh, the fire-breathing kittens. Did you bring rain cloud tanager and mooses to visit me? I miss them. No. Actually, we kind of think they screwed you all over. You see, uh, you're kind of... What? They were so nice. They wouldn't do that. You're kind of halfway to blame for this uh, whole non-fairy thing. I... What? Yeah, you, you stopped doing the flowers. That made them that that makes them get hunted by uh, dust particles that don't like them. Dragons, sort of. She looks very confused. So <laughs> little dragons that are made out of pine cones hunt the fla the <laughs> the fairies or but what they call the the pine cone hunting. What? So They're little dragon. I guess what we're trying to say is, how <laughs> can you get the flowers? Can we get flowers? Can we get the pixie druggy flowers? I'm sorry, but I don't have any more of those flowers. I stopped growing them. Would you like a corn maze? 
Can you grow more? I, I'm sorry, I just, I don't have any more of those flowers. I r- ripped them all out of the ground and I, I threw them in a landfill and they're gone now. Decomposed. I'm afraid I don't have any more of those flowers left. Do you know where we can find more of those flowers? Your paint, that painting showed you where they were. The ones that I never even bothered to look at. Hang on, painting. Hang on, let me just take it out. No, there were okay, other let's, paintings. Let's... There were two other paintings. Well, what does my painting say? That's a backyard painting, but we have another... There were two other paintings in that house. Hey, Beans, can you go get them real quick? Oh, yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Beans heads over to 519 Ksupo Lane, and as you look at the gray house, you see the front path is bordered on either side by bushes of pink flowers. Wait, these are the flowers. What, we just go in? Yeah? No, don't need to. The fairies came out of these flowers. Hang on, Crud, I've got an idea. What if maybe these flowers are the same ones as, like, the ones the fairies came out of? Because I saw the fairies come out of them earlier. So should I carve the rune into this house? No, we have to go do it in the ground, one, because that, and two, we're going to need these flowers. Well, we could just do it right back in the backyard again, tell them to leave it alone. <sighs> yeah, so either... We need to do it in something more permanent than the one that was done before, but yes. Well, we'll just, we'll dig it out, and then we'll fill it with rocks, so many rocks that they ain't going to be able to shift them all, and we'll tell them, leave it alone, or the goblins are going to get you. But they don't want, they won't understand us. <laughs> we can mime it. This stays here... Or you, you, you know, you, you do your, your little throat slash thing. Listeners, he's doing a lot of hand signals. It would definitely work if you had the ability to see him. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should do it at the... Uh, uh, this is going to be annoying. So at the moment, either we stick the rune in the garden and the fairies can come out of their speed holes to to fight against the... The, the little dragons, or we uproot all the flowers and we take them to the spa. Oh. Choices, choices, yeah. choices. We're going to have to buy the flowers, the bushes. Or we can just buy the house. We got 50 gold. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's going to cover the 500,000 gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have that much gold between us, so. <laughs> you don't have to buy the house. <laughs> I know. No, we can actually just take it over. Oh my gosh. No. No. <laughs> no. Beans, okay. what are your thoughts? Well, Crud, I was going to say, you're the magic-y one. You know, in your professional opinion, like, would putting the rune back where it was originally, would that be enough to... No, the flowers help? are no longer in the backyard. Wow, that's amazing, Cruds. You're a you're a ventriloquist. Actually, they are. They're all over the place. In the front you, yard, I, yes. You haven't gone to the backyard. Only I've been in the backyard. Oh. And Bean saw the backyard when I lifted him up. I feel the universe cringing at us. <laughs> <laughs> or just cringing at Tornin. <laughs> So Beans and Dr. Crud the Third, what do you do? 
I'm going to the backyard to start putting that uh, rune back. Oh, Basil and Giona, the eight-foot-tall xenomorphs out of the movie Alien, um, step into their backyard and they look a bit confused at one another. <laughs> one says to the other, Kare, nani wo shimashita ka? And the other one says, Wakaranayo, Wakaranai. <laughs> just let them do it. We're going back inside. And they just go back inside and close the door. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood, they think to themselves. <laughs> sorry for these two. Nice, nice present for letting us sleep in your house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Beans and Dr. Crud the Third, what are you doing? Uh, Dr. Crud the Third is is making the uh, rune and he's going to ask Beans, hey, Beans, can you go get like mm-hmm. a really large amount of rock so we can feel in the, feel it in here? I mean, I can try. I'm only a little, but um, let me just move some of the pebbles that are just over here in the rest of the garden over to where you are. Would that work? There you go. Uh, Tornin, if, if you ain't too busy trying to figure out something else to do that we've already started doing and saying, okay, we're doing this right here right now, you want to come help and grab some rocks and so we can fill this in? Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. he's going to meet with a mortgage advisor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to meet with a good psychiatrist, but yeah, just joking. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. might need a retail lawyer, so you might want to be on standby for that, Beans. Oh, well, I mean, hanging around with you, I'm mostly medical malpractice, but... <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Something Crud the Third definitely needs, so... Uh... He has saved every life he has ever come across. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, what do you guys do? I'm helping him fill in the rocks, so... uh so you create the rune in the backyard, mm-hmm. yeah? Okay. And then I, I would like to back up um, to a, a safe distance and just prepare for any um, untowards behavior by certain dust-sized dragons. Sounds like an earthquake. Bean stands back, nervous. Dr. Crud Third completes the rune, and from the flowers in the front yard... Fairies emerge from the flowers and float gently and lazily over the rune. Dozens of them spiral above the rune lazily from the distance, from the spa, from the mineral hot springs. Some of those frying pan scaled dragons start to float over, but the fairies, strengthened by the flowers around them, are able to hold their ground. You have restored the ecological niche in this part of town. The fairies have the upper hand. Woo, okay, part one complete. We need to set up a rune and more of the flowers in near the uh, spa that they want them to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys do next? I'm going to that ladies at the bar t- it keeps house that does the flowers. The bartender is Kuri. Kuri. Yeah. And the farmer oh, yeah. who grew flowers in the past was Giomara, the orc. I'm going to Giomara. Okay, you're at Giamara's farm. All right. We've found where the fairies are, and we've managed to bring some of them back. But we need your help. What can I do for you? We know where you can find some of the flowers, and we need you to grow a lot of them. Well, I did that in the past, and it was all right. But, like, you know, flower farming has its pros and cons. I kind of prefer the tourist attraction business. Well, yes, if you bring the flowers back, the fairies will return and the tourist attractions will 
come with them. Oh, I see where you're going there. Have my haunted house and my Easter egg hunt and my winter wonderland plus fairies. Yes, people people come for fairies. And, well, uh, you provide the flowers, the fairies will come and that'll bring people and people will mean attract people to come to you see your attractions. Well, that's a clever idea. I will do that. And you guys have convinced Giomara to add some flowers to her ornamental decorations in the yard. So that, again, if you draw the rune here, the fairies will have the upper hand. Also, uh, when the flowers are blooming, I hand her the note. Get someone to put this in stone on the ground near where the flowers are. This will attract the fairies further. More fairies, more money. I love that idea. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. So I guess we just go to each everywhere and tell them to grow the flowers. And here's a rune. Curry, the lady with the light brown hair, smiles and is so relieved. And she's like, we can have the fairies back. Yep. Yeah, they're already over there. So look, look, look what we did. Now all you got to do is do what we say and they're going to come back here too. Oh, thank you, Dr. Crud. And she gives you a hug this time out of joy. He just melts. This is Aww. this is like only the second time a hug has ever been offered to him. Yeah, I mean, you saved her her employer. She gets a job now. <laughs> she can keep her job. Beans, do you um, have anything you'd like to do yes, in town? Yes, um, I would like to plant a note in Hans's pocket, which just says, <laughs> plant flowers at the resort, you buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> and then in brackets, like the pink ones, like you used to grow in your garden at home back when you were a child. Um, and then you you know how how it works with you know you start off writing big, and then as you run out of space, it has to get really small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that. So like right 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 at the end, it gets really difficult to read. <laughs> the next time Hans wakes up from one of his benders, he finds that note in his pocket. <laughs> All right. Is that everything you wanted to do in the town of Para? H- has he found the first note that was left in his pocket with the, uh, you know, the receipt that was signed by uh, Hornin <laughs> for the 50 gold? <laughs> he also finds 50 gold in his pocket. Yeah, he stuck it back in. No, I... Uh, yes, that one was just confusing. <laughs> I put my own money into his pocket. I forget, failed to get the money from him, so... Aww, he's a fellow so elf. So he just was like... <laughs> He's a fellow elf. I don't like the idea of taking money from an elf. So he... He finds both notes and 50 of his own gold, he thinks, in his pocket. Yes. Well, would Beans have taken the f- the 50 gold when putting it in the second note? Uh, no. I don't okay. think so. Uh, well, we would probably put the, the picture back, though. Sounds like a sensible oh. thing to do. All right. Yeah. We don't need it anymore. When Tornin sees beans going through his pocket, the guy's pockets, he gives him a, a look, making sure he does not. Uh, like, dude, he's got literally <laughs> nothing left. I'm just putting some stuff in. It's fine. <laughs> he's Robin Hooding. He's returning the rich to the riches. Okay. Well, well right, so is that it? the riches are an advice. Yeah. Uh, he needs a lot of advice in his life. Poor Hans. Uh, okay, so 
Is there anything else that you guys would like to do in the town of Para? I'm going to use the spa for the time I got left on uh, in this resort, so... The party spends three days soaking in all the different... You, like, literally are soaking in a big vat of green tea. There's a satchel the size of a book bag full of green tea leaves stewing, steeping. So you soak in coffee, this time with much less uh, bitey dragons in it. And you soak in the collagen bath, and there's roses. Now, on your way out of the town of Para. So everyone have a plus two constitution bonus to your next adventure. Right. It's one adventure only, but you do get it, because you soaked in the wonderful hot springs. So you guys are ready to leave the town? Yep. Mm-hmm. You saved the town of Para. You're on your way out of the town of Para. The day saved, the fairies restored, the townspeople look more cheerful than when you arrived. And you got your hug, Dr. Card III. Yay! That young elf, Hans, is tidying the brochures at the tourist kiosk as you head towards the train station. He smacks his forehead, which hurts a little bit because he's hungover. Dr. Crud III, that's where I heard your name before. He heads over to a second area, a grid of P.O. boxes, and retrieves a letter. It's dated for that time that you were here last year, enjoying the spa of Para back before the fairies left. It must have fallen behind something, and only recently, with the lack of new incoming letters, been noticed again and properly sorted. Who had been trying to reach you a year ago? What had they wanted? Hans hands you the letter. Well, the mail in this area sucks, but okay, thank you. He'll, he'll take the letter and open it. You open the letter and read, To Crud and Beans, I hope this letter finds you quickly. I have some very important news. Satara is dead, and Nulasag was an imposter. The HHO replaced him months ago with the Changeling, and he's been working to take us down from the inside. Please, we need you to come back and help us out. I'm not sure who to trust anymore. Signed, Olive. Dr. Crud will uh, inform Beans of what's going what what the uh, letter says, and, he, and he, he says, Well, first off, what the hell is the HHO? And second... <laughs> He takes something out of his bag. Do you think Olive's going to want her tattoo back? Oh, gosh. You have that? <laughs> oh, gross. It's a piece of her skin. Yeah. It's in the back of her hand. It's nasty. It probably smells really bad. Beans, what is the HHO? <laughs> I don't think any of us knows what the HHO is. Oh, I do. Yeah, Beans is char- uh, player, not character. All right. Uh, okay. Okay, Crutz. Um, from I, 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 I heard like Nesgrax ranting about it quite a lot. Um, but so from what I can understand, I'm not. You know, um, it's like uh, like a criminal organization kind of thing. Although, I mean, you know. I mean, what's criminal nowadays? I mean, the, you know, the police in the Nicomoya hardly, you know, white knights, you know what I mean? But, you know, um, they're, they're, you know, uh, like a rival organization and they're not doing amazing work in the, the fields of, um, sorry, it's been a year, okay? Like, you know, I don't know what, you know, what the, what's going on anymore. I mean, maybe we should, like, uh, maybe we should just go back and have a, you know, have a look, see what's going on. 
I mean, so, it seems important, yeah. and it's been like a year, so... Going back to Nicomoy. So, H-H-O, Herbert Hoover Organization? Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. I left that uh, town because of what happened with the police. Do I want to go back? Well, we're going back. We we got a personal invite from Olive. Yeah, I mean, we didn't exactly leave on the best of terms with that whole thing. But if it was a if it was like a deliberate like attempt to drive us out, then obviously someone wants to you know you know try and disband the the guild from the inside. And like us leaving was like a pre planned thing. Yeah, it worked for with us. It worked obviously. So. Maybe we should. Maybe we need to go back. Well, let's return Olive's tattoo at least, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we'll go from there. All right, we're going back to the fire-breathing kittens. Well, you don't have to. You don't want to. No, it's I okay. We, we've got like personal beef, you know. Long yeah. enough, I guess. Count me in. Well, all right, but okay. Onwards. Which way is it? And they get on the train. Thank you for coming along on this adventure to the Spa of Para. Joining us today were Dr. Card Third, And we did it again. Tornin. Yep. And Beans. I thought spas were meant to be relaxing. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but... Oh, my first standing on end. Look at that. <laughs> Dr. Card splashes you with water. Ah! <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> well, hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to another edition of Jazz and Coffee, coming to you live from our studios in Chester in the United Kingdom. This is where I play you the very latest in smooth jazz records to ease you into the weekend. We now have our own dedicated address, which is jazzand.coffee. Nice and easy. Or just find us on here. Either way. So... Grab yourself a coffee, a nice comfortable seat, and let's start with a great new track. Hi. Have you been reading books, trying to make a role play, or following along through entertainment? Maybe you should drop by to Camel and Frog Life Podcast, where we live to solve problems and learn and educate for everyone. Here at our podcast, we can talk about anything we want. Our podcast is for the people. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV mm. everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's I know. robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's robbed any banks. I've thought What's exactly been going on? the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV Anything, is necessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where you wear a mask. Everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, it was, uh, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Covered. my shotgun. <laughs> my shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.